sometimes the music is used, say, uh, to make people feel happy and joy. But uh, on some occasions, we do use the music as a weapon to uh, against man's inhumanity toward man. What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's show, we'll dive into and dissect Yasin Bey, a.k.a. Most Def's recent comments on Drake being more pop than hip-hop. Did he have a point, or was he just hating? Then, we'll discuss Rhapsody's comments on how women support the over-sexualization and negative images of women in hip-hop just as much, if not more, than men. Does she have a point? Then we'll dive into our diss track dream teams. What MCs will we want to hop on a diss track with us to make it as stinging and potent and disrespectful as possible? Then for our album Face Off, we'll be putting Money Waters by Redman against Beats, Rhymes, and Life by A Tribe Called Quest and weigh in on which album we felt was better and why. Then the crew will do a round of Overrated, Underrated, and then we'll share what we've been bumping for the week. So with that, please, kick back and enjoy the show. Yo, what's good, Vince? Yo, what's up, man? What's going on with you, bro? Been working, working hard. I'm on this keto diet, six string keto diet. Oh, snap. Yeah. How long you been on it? Uh, January 1st. Oh, okay, okay. So you started with the new year? Yep. How you, how you liking it so far? <laughs> I'm not liking it at all. <laughs> uh, uh, I will say this. I went, I, I tried to do the extreme keto, meaning just straight meat. Uh, no carbs, no sugar, just like water and meat. With it seasoned, of course. But man, that's, yeah, that's too much. So I, I, I'm like 70% like meat. Okay, okay, what, what can't you eat? Oh, um, just no carbs and no sugar, basically. So what does that mean? Does that mean like no bread? No bread, no pancakes, no potatoes. No potatoes, no. so no fries? No fries, yeah, no, no fries. Yeah, it sucks, man. <laughs> oh man, okay, okay. Well, I hear these keto diets work. Like everybody I know who's gone, done a keto diet, they swear by it. Like you know what I'm saying? They they always say they've gotten results. You know, so hey, yeah. man, stick with I'm it, st- and uh, you I'm know, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, it's uh, the science behind it. It makes it's very. It makes a lot of sense. It's just. You don't realize, like, what you eat, how much it does impact the flavor that you chase, and like the um, like the cravings you have. Right. So, like, you don't with all that sugar, like drink eating a, eating a lot of sugar and eating a lot of carbs, you chase those. Um, chase those flavors so like and then if you get stuff that's a combination of it like donuts like man you see a donut it's like man i want that donut so bad yeah that's how that's how i am man every, every just about every morning i have a donut and coffee or either a bagel and coffee but like 
Yeah, that can't be good as far as like my intake of carbs and <clears throat> gluten and all that other stuff that they talk about, you know. And then of course coffee is full of sugar too. So Yeah, you know, if you drink it a certain way, yeah. You know, so that, I'm sure true. that's that's not helping either. So what about soft drinks? Can you drink soft drinks? Nah, man, no no pop. See, I was addicted to that too, man. Give me give me a Coca-Cola, man. I give me a Coca-Cola over a drink any day. I was Man. heavy with the heavy with the pop i can't have it so it's like yeah man but what 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 i will say is this i think i am i think my body has gotten rid of all the carbs and sugar reserves so um yeah i'm like at a point now where i feel low energy because the transition is happening because you can't go on the keto until you until you've rid your body of of the sugar and the carbs so what happens is it starts to get its energy from the fat reserves on your body so your body kind of just recharges itself you know it gets all the energy from itself so i'll start spilling more energy more energetic but i also start losing weight rather fast too because you know i'm getting all of my energy from my fat reserves so okay okay so, this, so the science is the science is sound so does it does it affect your sleep patterns at all oh man no not me because I, I i know how to make myself go to sleep so i i, I whenever i want to sleep good i can sleep good um, okay so that it, it hasn't affected that any not not that i can recognize i got you i got you so i'm trying to I'm trying to lose some weight man i'm trying to I'm trying to lose at least 40 pounds yeah, I'm, I need to be right there with you, bro. I need to be right there with you. I, I, I need to, I need to get it together, man. I, I'll be forty this year, and I just gotta, you know, I just gotta take care of myself better. I eat, I eat crap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so my easy to do. It's pretty average because my job is somewhat physical, so you know that's kind of a lifesaver. But yeah, man, my my problem is my my diet. What what's good, Brian? Yo, yo, y'all can hear me this time. Yep, yep, I can. Yeah, hear you. what's what's All up, right, man? Bet. Happy New Year, fellas. What's going on? Appreciate you, bro. How how you holding up in the snow? Man, uh, <laughs> it is weather. I should been, say it ain't just the snow. The snow ain't really that bad. It's the it's the you know below seven. You know, I mean below negative seven degrees, below zero, all that stuff. So you know, it, but it's not too bad though. It's 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 a nice welcome home. You know, I, I ain't been in the in the winter in a long time, so. It's nice to, to experience it again. Yeah, as long as you got heat, it's nice to experience it. Like, like ooh, it was cold out there. I mean, you come back in your warm house. Like, yeah, oh yeah, I ain't go nowhere this weekend. <laughs> I didn't move, bro. I didn't move. Same here, same here. I'm like, I am not going out in that. So, I don't, I don't know what y'all talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> you you live in that lovely Arizona life, so. Hey, no, we hit we we hitting the thirties right now. Early in the morning. Oh I mean, wow, I the thirties. <laughs> I mean, hey, cold is cold. I ain't say I ain't say frigid though. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona is the worst. Jesus, I just came from that direction. I, I know. I can't live in it. <laughs> Yo, what's what's good, Jamil? So many skews. <laughs> that is the perfect segue. That's what that I do. That is the perfect segue. How how you been, my brother? Man, I'm out here. Uh, I'm in mourning right now. R.I.P. Fat. Oh, let me not say that. 
I don't want to spoil nothing. Oh, that's right. That's right. You 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 still enjoying the snowfall? That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We gonna talk on that. We gonna talk on that. But man, your uh, your avatar, man. That is the perfect segue, bro. Like first item of business, first little news nugget I wanted to tackle. Um, I'm sure y'all seen this clip that's been floating around on the uh, the Cutting Room Floor podcast, which is on Patreon. I think you watched the whole thing on Patreon. They had a clip that first started circulating through TikTok or whatever of the interviewer uh, asking Yasin Bey, aka Most Deaf, about what he thought of Drake's music, and he was asked point blank, "Would you consider Drake hip hop?" And um, his response was. Kind of not shocking, you know what I'm saying, given who was being asked the question. I, when I first saw the clip, honestly, I didn't think much of it. I, I thought it was just gonna, you know what I'm saying, fly under the radar like most, most deaf clips do, you know, because he's not really a household name like that and not like Drake. But then as I saw people reacting to it and it get reposted and people were like, my, my sister-in-law was sending it to me, asking me what I thought. It's like, I knew, okay, this little blurb here is starting to gain some traction so you know and of course the drake stands have come out in defense of drake and they've called most deaf an old dusty hater and all of that as as, as predicted but basically the gist of the gist of what he said was that drake he considers drake pop you know he compared him to being uh his music being perfect for shopping in target you know and Basically, what I've said and what I've been saying about Drake for the past 10 to 12 years, you know, his music is pretty much just a soundtrack for uh, consumerism. But at the same time, he said his stuff is likable. You know, it was a little tongue in cheek when he said it. But what were y'all's thoughts on Most Def's comments on Drake? Because a lot of people are trying to turn it and spin it into like a like, oh, Most Def dissed Drake. He slammed Drake, which... I don't think he slammed him. I just think that he gave an honest answer and he kind of said the quiet part out loud, but I hand it over to y'all. What do, what do y'all think of his comments? Do you think that he had a point or do you think this was a case of hating? Cat Williams now. Who, who wanna start? <laughs> who, who wanna start? I'll let hey, you look, take it first, Brian. Oh, you let me take it first? Okay. I'll let you take so, it first. I wanna say first things first. Uh, I hate the internet. I hate the people on it. I hate the I hate the TikToks and the book faces and the gram instas and the the chat snaps. I hate them all. So I hate black pepper. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I hate the the back of Whoopi Goldberg neck because it's black. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I I just don't I I, I don't agree with um, living in a world where somebody can not state their opinion and you know it gets it gets jumped on and they add the word slammed and uh, you know I, I don't necessarily completely agree with them i do agree that drake is definitely a pop artist 100 um but i think drake is is kind of one of those artists that's kind of hard to pinpoint because he, he's kind of in that gray area where he can do a whole lot you know he can cross into r&b he can cross into pop he can cross into rap and it's not like he has slouch with the bars now i know there's uh some you know some ghost writing stuff that that's been circulating about him you know so I, I don't really know for sure if he write his own stuff but you know it when he jump on a rap or jump on the track rather with other rappers he holds his own 
he's not like he's not a slouch. Like he can get on the rap, he can get on the track with Wayne Kiss, you know, um, any of your mainstream, you know, uh, heavy bar rappers. So I, I'm not gonna say he's not hip hop, but I'm I'm gonna say that he's so versatile that you kind of gotta put him in the pop category because he 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 can do it all. But he's he's master pop. Like pop is his lane. Like he has that down pack. But can he do hip hop? Can he can he do R and B? Sure. But he's not just hip hop. He's not so hip hop that you know I would consider that his lane. It's just one of those things that he can kind of do well, but it's not his thing. That, that's all I really got to say about that. But you know, I, man had his opinion. And you know, people just jump on it because I don't know why people align themselves with artists like these people are gods or religions or something. Like they align themselves and be like, "What? How dare you say something about the guy I really like?" Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But yeah. yeah, that's my take on that, man. Yeah, absolutely. What were your thoughts, man? Well, first off, I ain't tolerating no Cat Williams hate. <laughs> big facts, big facts. I agree with that. Cat Williams, ninety percent facts, ninety percent facts, ten percent cat. So ninety percent uh, facts, ten percent perm. But continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we gonna we gonna move on from that. We'll, we'll talk about it maybe one day. Uh, hold on one second. Okay, well he he is ready. I I I I I let you weigh in, uh, Jamil. I. What I am pleasantly surprised about is that most of the, uh, at least what I've seen, the, uh, the the slander or the hate has been going toward Yasin Bey, which surprised me because I was definitely afraid that they was going to come for the host because the internet does not like black women. And I know that's right up Ian's alley, but, you know, most of us, most of us, Wait, what? Uh, most of us feel differently. It's, um, it's making... This nigga out here trolling. <laughs> Yo, real, real. Uh, yeah, let's keep continue. Nah, but but aside from that, like that that was the first reaction that I had. I was kind of bracing myself for that. Um, but honestly, I'm I'm kind of with Brian on this. Like, people should be able to to state their opinions. I think I, I tend to agree with Yasin Bey's opinion on that, but that'll make it law, right? I I, I don't really consider him hip hop. Maybe he had roots in it, but he's he's kind of in some ways beyond it um and that's not even his target audience for real like i think he still i think he still craves the respect that comes from the heads because like it or not hip-hop moves the culture like worldwide so people are are still seeking that respect but want the commercial viability of being being a pop artist it's why you see so many artists dip their toes into the hip hop space, but never quite make their homes there. Drake is like the the Carl Anthony Towns of music. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Super, 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 super talented. But saw his baby doo doo. <laughs> hey, y'all, so, thought was, y'all thought I was gonna make a light skin joke. I didn't, uh, <laughs> but you could have, and it's still right for it. So, I, I, absolutely, it is absolutely right. right. Sometimes it's better left unsaid. <laughs> yeah, 
Some well, of my well. best friends are light skinned. <laughs> right. <laughs> shout, 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 out, shout out to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But since when when did um when did answering the question the way you want to answer the question become a problem? Like then she asked the question and he just answered it. Like and when how why is saying a person isn't hip hop when they don't do all hip hop why did why is that disrespectful yeah that's what i was gonna ask next do you all consider the pop label to be a put down no that that's what you want yeah why would it be be when you are making pop music no i'm talking about in the in the in the in the uh in the hip hop sense, in the hip hop context, because most Def comes from an era where if you get called pop, you know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of a it's kind of a backhanded comp. It's not even a backhanded compliment. It's it's a, it's low key an insult to be called pop. It, 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 it used to be. It used to be. I don't think so much now because, like, I think, I think the uh, the stigma doesn't matter anymore. The way music is created. Cause like everything is almost a fusion now, especially when it comes to like the popular artists. Like, I mean, they're making they're making music out from the same the same similar producers, the same similar sound. So like, I don't know if it's necessarily it has this, it holds the same uh, insult as it did back in the nineties, two thousands. Now I just think it's like a differentiation be- between focusing on one genre. I don't think it's a, uh, you know what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know if that's if he meant it as an insult. I think he kind of just was answering the question. But I didn't see, I didn't see the the uh, the interview, so I don't, I can't necessarily speak on that. Oh, um, okay, okay. But I it just seems we... like it seems like he might have just answered the question. Like, why would, why would Yasin Bay? have any any dog in a race in reference to, to drake like any ill will towards drake like i don't see how i just don't see how their worlds would even uh collide for him to to be upset because I mean, it's not like it's krs1 <laughs> well, if you saw the if you saw the clip it was where he was like he was like drake's music is likable but it was very it was very like wink wink tongue-in-cheek you know, kind of like read in between the lines of what I'm saying here, type energy with the clip. Um, oh, okay. Because he he see immediately just like started laughing and comparing it to like, yeah, if I was in a in a Target in Houston and Drake was playing over the intercom, I would be perfect. And you know what I mean? Like, and it's like it was like he he was dissing them without dissing them. You know what I'm saying? Because I most deaf is clever enough to do that. Um, yeah. I think when you get into this whole thing of like what pop music is, you know, currently to your point, Vince, pop music is very influenced by hip hop, you know, so a lot of hip hop sounding music is now considered pop. You know, at one point in time, Bing Crosby was considered pop. Then it was the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Then it was Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston. That was considered pop. And over time, what's considered pop due to the other dominant musical forces, you know, in the landscape, you know, it does, it has changed. So it's like, in a way, yeah, being being called pop ain't necessarily a put down, but it kind of 
to those who know and those who those people who are like more most deaf fans than drake fans i think they definitely picked up what he was putting down i just don't like it when people try to say he dissed or slammed drake's music you know what i mean when that's not what he did i, I feel like people are kind of like you know you know kind of you know trying to foment a certain type of beef or, or a back and forth battle or something with how they've been reacting to it because what he said honestly was spot on and it's been been said about drake for years right yeah but yeah. but there's, there's nothing about drake where he was trying to like the music now no one's trying to be the best rapper they trying to be the best artist so and drake does that well like i i, I don't like drake make like get in a beef with somebody like Meek Mill or something they might go back and forth but like I don't think like there's a oh I'm I'm the greatest rapper like I got the best bars like I'm out here like killing track I don't think it's like that like he's out here just making music that sells a lot which is what you want like that as an artist right and that was even back in in the day you know a lot of the hip hop quote unquote artists had a hard time crossing over into the mainstream because they were rappers they weren't artists they were rappers and they can rap they can make songs but they weren't they, they weren't making songs for large groups they were making songs for very niche groups you know people who like yeah. that boom bap you know what i'm saying that 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 style of hip-hop that's like when you, you go to work you go to a job and you got that dude who been there since like 1990 or 1989 and he like i like the way we used to do it like that's them they like the old way and that's hip-hop to them right so they they hip-hop has been an ever-growing and changing genre just like rap just like rock just like you know uh any genre even pop like you just mentioned like pop has has changed over time you know because if you think about it you could have called michael jackson r&b at one point but then he became the king of pop because his music was pop he became pop like pop everything he made was the most popular stuff out and it was it was what you know there was nobody else still in that lane like he did and that's you know that's why we still kind of consider him one of the greatest of all time him and prince who knows but uh i know oh, prince is definitely prince. in there hey can can oh. pop even can pop is pop even really a genre or is it just like the going sound that everybody likes the most at the time like i think I've it's, never, I think it's never... the i think it's the latter that you just said um because yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the other examples i used like from the different decades they all their music sounds different from each other but the, the term pop music has become sort of like a catch-all term for um basically what white america buys you know thank and it's you like, glad somebody one, said it 100 100 white people like you know and I, I think that's part of the tongue-in-cheek this that you know people kind of have noted notated with what most deaf said it's like the reason drake is so popular you know it, it or 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 he, he can be considered pop it isn't because he does this like half singy songy half rap type of approach to his music because low-key most death has done the same type of of singy songy uh, absolutely mm -hmm. delivery with his music but with drake there's there's a certain something missing from his music and i i, I cannot 100 percent articulate it um, authenticity soul authenticity yeah 
yeah yeah like yeah. like like and i don't know because I, I, I don't even think drake's them yeah, yeah i do think he he is a little inauthentic some of the stuff he puts out but i do think I, we get these these glimpses into the real him with his music sometimes too however it's it's his it's his lack of like outwardly identifying with the black community or, or or he only okay take take the example of his kid and i don't mean to like pick on kids or anything that's not what i'm doing here his kid phenotypically is a white kid yes. but yet whenever he's out with drake he got his hair in cornrows he got him dressed you know what i'm saying in this this traditional uh flashy hip-hop gear and to, i, I wouldn't disagree with that comment though but continue i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no go ahead go ahead no i, I was just going to say to me that kind of shows me what drake thinks drake of black thinks of black culture but go well, ahead brian what were you going to say i i think that he's a mixed kid i wouldn't say he's a white kid he's a kid who looks white because he has a white mom but and a half a white kid. dad he's more white than anything else yeah he, he and a half white dad but you know his his dad is his is still half black so you know he, he had he has a mixture of that culture his son is also going to grow up with that mixture of culture and you know it ain't like drake don't you know embody some of some of the black community stuff he still does you know but you can tell that it's not like deeply rooted in our community it's 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 Right. You know, a, a mixture of so you know his son gonna, is gonna have that you know just because he has both sides of that fence you know so but but I, I, I think what what Drake's music isn't and what it's missing is precisely what makes it so popular and so appealing to white people he's not gonna talk about uncomfortable topics he's not gonna talk about social or political issues he's not going to uh, big up uh, black women in in any specific way. And I think that those those little trappings or, or those, I should say, those things that he avoids in his music is what makes him so popular and so appealing to our white people. Yeah. I mean, he's he's safe. He's 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 safe. Exactly. He's, he's, he's right safe. in between that. Like, like, it, it's really hard to just dislike him as a person because he kind of don't step on nobody's toes. Like, he kind of like, you know. He'll talk his stuff to rappers and stuff, but like, like you said, like if it's like subject matter, like he don't talk about anything. Like he talk about relationships and light skin nigga ish. I mean stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> light skin <laughs> nigga stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, he, that's he, gonna be the name of my album. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good name. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna drop a mixtape. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be called Theo Hustable. Coming soon, you're gonna see it. But. Uh, he 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 has uh, he's just kind of in that lane where you know he's appealing to everybody and and once again if if you're talking about profession and and not not culture not rap culture but like profession as a, a rapper or a singer like you want to be you want to appeal to as many people as possible he is the Taylor Swift of hip hop he he can do it all. And he can appeal to everyone, and he don't piss anybody off. He just—he's just there. That's, and that's the only, his lane. And the only way you can succeed with not pissing nobody off, though, is literally just being the wallpaper. Yes, like he's. And can we talk about one thing? I will say he's—he's he's done a very good job of having longevity in his career by, in the biggest of air quotes here, reinventing himself. 
Now, yeah. some people would say that he just swagger jacks was hot. I don't know that I would agree, but that's what some people are saying. That's how he's been able to uh, extend his career, not necessarily by you know himself being this transcendent artist, but being able to recognize the trend and kind of ride the wave um, until the next one pops up and then jumps on to that. Well, I I, I, I kind of agree with that on, only because he kind of does both. There was a time where Drake had set the trend, like he was the trend. The singing and rapping stuff was him, right? Before Tory Lanez came, before you know, uh, a lot of the other people start coming out, but like he was the trend for a while. But like you Fonte said, I do Coleman agree. might 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 disagree. Who? Fonte Coleman or uh, CeeLo Green or Th- that's any. true. But but CeeLo Green, even with CeeLo Green, like he he was doing the stuff at the time, but not to the the level that like once again mass appeal, right? CeeLo Green didn't sing to women. Drake came out making r&b and he came out singing to women so he 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 built his audience from the ground up but now that he's a little he's older he's been around for a while yeah he he kind of moves with the trends he but he still kind of breaks out too like he still does his own thing uh like he dropped that house music album like that nobody saw coming he just dropped it and you know a lot of people weren't feeling it i, I actually like that album you know but i like house music you know i, I was raised on it you know, so it just it just depends. Like he still does his own thing, but but he also makes sure that if it's young rappers out that are kind of you know your Kodak Blacks and your your XXX to Nate, whatever that dude name was, like he he makes sure he he has a song with those dudes, so you know he can stay relevant. Like he he knows mm-hmm. the game, he understands what he's doing. Once again, he's a good artist. He knows how to do the artist part. He knows how to. He does the profession part of the job. He's doing the job. Hmm. I, I mean, yeah, he and that's that's typically what pop artists are good at. Yeah, um, they, they they show up, they clock in. <laughs> you know what I'm but, saying? But, but that's what's missing in his music right there. Right. That, that y'all were just trying to explain that Y'all couldn't really put in the words. He's showing up to do the job, but there's no passion in that. Right. right? I think he got no soul. Right. It's exactly. the music don't feel like nothing. It's the difference between art and entertainment. Art, it makes you feel something. Art makes you debate it, it discuss it. Whereas entertainment is just a cure for boredom. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. most Def was kind of hinting at it in, in you know, what he was saying. Now, people try to jump on his, like, so many skews comment and consumerism comment by being like, well, 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 Run DMC, they had a whole song about Adidas back in the 80s. And rap always been like that. It's like, yeah, but let's not, let's not, be obtuse here like run dmc had a whole lot of other material out there and a whole lot of other songs about a whole lot of other stuff so like and again my adidas was born out of something that was like real this was this was a real thing it was part of the culture before before um it was commercial yeah drake came in like this Mm -hmm. is a hustle and he's like yo i'm i'm really talented at writing i'm light-skinned and i'm marketable so let me attack it from this perspective and be as uncontroversial as I can, at least in the ways that are like legitimately controversial. I think the biggest, you know, the biggest issue that he has is the quote soft label. And then, you know, some of the questionable treatment of women in, in his records. But again, that's 
I think marketing more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. It's 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 all part of a package. It's all part of yes. a um, product, if you will. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. No, it's it's, yeah. it's definitely it's definitely product. Like his entire career people, is that. People will try to say, well, well, well you know, can't can't nobody I, name name five most deaf songs. Everybody can name five Drake songs, and it's like it's not about that. And again, you're proving most deaf's argument by even saying Correct. that. Because Correct. yeah, of course, people more people can name five Drake songs. That's why he's called pop. That's why he's exactly. considered popular. Like exactly, you know, like mistake of 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 listening to people who write comments online. I told you these people are the worst people on the planet. <laughs> you got it. Like yeah. they they don't know what they don't even understand like what the conversation was about. They they get to like because you got like you have that same thing happen and they'll say stuff like that or like well. Yeah, I see him bed ugly and Jake is cute. Like they'll say stupid stuff like that. Like that has right. nothing to do with anything. With, like what we're actually <laughs> talking about. Yeah. No, right. he doesn't it, have it a don't. He don't doesn't have a black on both sides in his discography. You know what I mean? Like you could take his 16 best songs and it's it still ain't gonna hold a candle to both black on both sides, you know? But they don't a lot of Drake fans, not all of them, because some of them are, a lot of Drake fans are educated on music and what came before it. But the but the vocal ones, it's like they don't even know what his mu music is missing because they have nothing to compare it to. Right. Yeah. So it's just like like Brian said, you're attacking this guy that I like. So therefore, I'm a come I'm a combat it with the most predictable, you know, defenses that people usually throw out there. But um. And yeah, is, it's I, not it's not Hayden like in the least. He he didn't invoke Drake's name at all. The, the interviewer asked him a question, yeah. which was a click, which was a clickbaity type of question. If you, to be honest, you're right. Because yeah. nobody yeah. sits down with most deaf with just two minutes. You know, there's probably a whole nother like sixty minutes to this interview that hasn't aired. Absolutely, and also, what would have been the point to ask him about that? It's not like Drake just dropped a record. So why are you asking him about Drake at all? And and to ask, you know, Yasin Bey specifically, who's kind of like the avatar for the backpackers, right? That that's gonna be the the artist that people that um wanna uphold a certain sound in hip hop, they usually look to him or quality, you know, it's a handful of MCs that come up and he's obviously gonna be one of them. And this interviewer obviously knows that. She's smart enough to know that, you know, pitting the, the backpackers against the, the commercial fans, as it were, is always an evergreen topic. Yeah, and it's going to get it's going to get them in and their streets talking. And, you know, it, it did what it was supposed to do, because here we are. Yep. One hundred percent. Yeah. Mark Lamont Hill did a whole segment on it. I'm like, wow, this clip is really like gaining traction. It's like, and I honestly thought it wouldn't. I saw it. I liked it. And then I scrolled on to the next video. I, I, didn't, I had no idea this video was going to. Or, or this clip was gonna catch catch on like it did. I mean, it was so benign. Honestly, it, it was it was nothing. Yeah. I, I didn't see it till you sent the the syllabus, and I went and watched it, and I was like, oh okay. Like I, it was pretty funny though. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Look, so man, many it, Once once again, once again, man, it's an opinion. The internet exactly. don't don't like don't like. People who aren't agreeable, the internet just will find a way to just not like if you don't agree with them. It just is right. what it is. And he Correct. didn't even say nothing crazy. And and and, and I want to say this too. 
there's nothing negative about having your song play in Target and it be marketable to many different people. There's nothing wrong with that. That's it's paper. not like it, exactly. It's not like that. Like marketable or or uh, pop is the opposite of hip hop. That is not a. That is not the thing. It's not the opposite. It's it's. They they have their own lanes, but it's not like oh if, if this is if you like this you can't like this. It's not it's not like that. Right. You right. you can like both. Dude, I was in Target a couple couple weeks ago and I heard De La Soul playing on the PA system. So exactly. And the first thing I thought was like, man, I'm getting old. And the second thing I thought was, man, I hope they got a good check for this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Because because they deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But let's 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 move right along, man, to this other topic. I'm gonna skip, I'm gonna put the Doja Cat topic on the back burner for now. Cause there's some other things I wanted to to try to add to that conversation. But I wanted to get to this this rhapsody uh blurb that people have kind of been discussing as well. Uh Rhapsody spoke on basically women supporting negative or sexualized female images and in turn patriarchy in hip-hop and uh i'm a pl- i don't want to misquote her so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna play the clip real quick for y'all Hold sure on. thank you because yeah i need to hear it twitter about you know women complaining about sometimes the sexualization of women in music not just hip-hop just music in general mm-hmm. and it's like you know it's because of the men but then my observation and there's nothing wrong with it uh a lot more women buy into the, the images that are more sexualized right that's just the honest conversation so you know i don't know sometimes it could be you know i feel liberated through this music yeah. you know or whatever i have you but it's just it's just an observation and so i just speak on it because I know there's this narrative about men. We do live in a patriarchal system, but there's this narrative that it's only men holding up the sexualization of women in hip hop, and that's not true. Yeah. So she was basically saying that, from yeah, from her observation, uh, a lot of women are responsible for the quote-unquote negative images and over-sexualized, over-sexualized images of women. What do y'all think? Because this has kind of been my observation too. I've been saying this for probably about 20 years. Um, yeah, do, do men, men are terrible too. And we come out and we rap about, you know, like the worst, the worst examples of women that we have in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but then you got people like, you know, we had Lil' Kim a long time ago where she was the, she was the visual embodiment of those ideals. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it, it wasn't like she was out here rapping about like I'm gonna come outside with my clothes on. Like she wasn't saying nothing like that. Like she, <laughs> was, <laughs> she was out here rapping about all of the nasty, you know, all of the, the all of the stuff that the dudes rap about. She was basically confirming it too, you know. So, and even when uh, they tried to push the brat mainstream, and she had that uh, I think it was Unleashed. That was the name of the album. And this was the um, first time unrestricted. Unrestricted. We we had the first time we seen Brat like in female form, like bikini and oiled up, and you know what I'm saying. She rapping about, you know, all she all was bad too. She was. Yeah, it was. It was quite riveting. 
Yeah, Man. absolutely. She, she got a song with Mystical on her album too. That's crazy, but uh, yeah, it is. I was literally just listening to that last week. Oh yeah, that's dope. So, but she was doing that. You know, uh, she, she bought into the sexualization of herself to sell records, right? The same thing men do to sell records, right? Um, it, it's it's just part. It, it has become part of hip hop culture, like no one these days is talking about anything positive they they figured out somehow how to get mo- get rid of most of any positive rap that you know it, that ex- i haven't seen chance the rapper make anything at all since he was like like really popping like five six years ago seven years ago now it's been a it might have been long it's a long time but that nigga got married and his music started getting awful maybe that may be true that may be true, but he just kind of disappeared off the scene. We don't have any. I don't think I can't even name a rap because even back when, even way back when, you had your gangster rap, but you also had your conscious rap. I don't. Right. I don't know any like real conscious rap that's out now. Even a lot of the 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 underground dudes are, are gangster rappers too. Right. Yeah. Look at Griselda. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh well. Um... I think I think as far back to the salt and pepper days. That was the early Oh yeah. Seemed like the early beginnings of it. But I mean, it's evolved into like almost a feminist type thing when you really think about it, the empowerment of women over sexualizing themselves. So it's like they almost done did the N-word in, in reference to uh the way men used to rap about them. Now they do it. And they yeah. not only that like the hottest lady rappers are the ones that are that naked. exude the nastiest um the the nastiest personas you know the, the right. cardi b's the meg the stallion nikki look at nikki minaj coming back out look what she's doing um ice spice don't say uh, the other one sexy sexy no, red don't say, God damn it, said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going there even if he didn't. <laughs> sexy like, red. I like to give her no attention, man. I, she hey, real she talk. Worse. Real talk. I went to a family function a couple months ago. That's and, funny. And and they were it was at my cousin's house. My cousin, how old is my cousin now? She's probably like twenty seven. You know, and they, my other younger cousins were over there, and a few a few of their friends. And they were playing music, whatever. We were just having a meal or whatever. They were playing music and dancing, and they played "Sexy Red." And like, mm-hmm. you know who was up dancing? It wasn't dudes. It was the kids exactly. Too. It was it was all my female cousins and whatnot. Absolutely. And, and in a setting like that, I kind of I kind of started to see the appeal of "Sexy Red." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the old ski song is like, you know, this is. I can kind of see how this to catch on, but as far as like women who say we we need to stop normalizing whole culture and stripper culture, do you support what? What do you support though? Like correct when, when it's time correct. to really unwind, what do you support? Are you bumping Rhapsody and Saw Rock and Rita J, or are you bumping a chick rapping about booty holes? So yeah. and again, if that's if that's what you rock with, that's okay. Like do that, but it's it's you're not gonna dismantle a system from the inside of it. So the idea of you know owning one's sexuality, I can respect that. But if if the goal is to 
you know, kind of tear down misogyny, like that's not the, the perspective to do it from. Because I'm going to be honest with you, just as as a man, I ain't going to buy, you know, a, a Meg the Style record, but I might watch the video. I couldn't tell you much about Doja Cat, but I've seen that song. Uh, what's, what, what is it? Uh, 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 Juicy, is that the name of the joint? I don't yeah. know none, none of her music, bro. I can't even hold you. I don't know the music, but I know I remember that the, the visuals. <laughs> right. And right. I understand that you're not you're not necessarily selling the music. Like I'm not the target audience for the music. But if the if the goal is to own one's own one's imagery and to you know use this as a as a commentary on the way women are treated in society, like. Yo, if you take it off, we looking. And I don't know that your message is going to reach the people you need it to. And that's no judgment. You, If you grown, take it off if that's what you choose to do. But just understand that you are also contributing to the culture that you claim to be to be fighting against. If you want to fight against it, yep. you kind of got to fight against it. You can't become part of it and then say, yo, you're, you're objectifying. You're oppressed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yo, you, yeah. you're a willing participant in this. And yeah. now, now let me let me add this caveat though. Particularly with young artists, they can be led into certain directions, and I, I, I would say that for sure, uh, women in the music industry do get exploited more frequently because they're being steered in that direction. But also, you're you're making certain choices, and I, I can't absolve adults from you know, whatever consequences of decisions that they make, but I don't want to discount the fact that there are some predatory behaviors that happen, particularly in entertainment. I'm oh, glad absolutely. you just said that. I'm glad you just take said that. Take that, take that, take that. Yeah, I was just going to say we all adults and, you know, I, I don't mind that it exists and that adults consume it. The problem I have is that the adults are allowing the kids to consume it. And, right. you know, you got little girls. Exactly. I'm talking about six, seven years old singing the words, my booty hole is brown, which is wild. <laughs> That's wild to me. It right? is, man. <laughs> I thought it was a joke when I first heard it. Like, And then it was like, oh, snap, this is a real song. Like... I thought it was like I literally thought it was like a boondocks type of joke, you know. It, it right. sounds like it, right? Like it's right. a spoof of, of, of hip hop. But you but you shouldn't even even like shows like that, like you know, way back when, you know, watching Beavis and Butthead, like, you know, you weren't supposed to be watching it until you got a little you know, old enough to watch it and you know you you got a sneak or whatever, your parent but this stuff is like readily accessible. They plan it in schools. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it, 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 that's the problem I have with it. I, I'm I'm all about adult things, and you go, you you know, you you still got you know movies that that depict this kind of stuff, but you know there's some there's some sensory there because you got parents who be like, hey, you ain't watching this, you know, or even back in the day with gangster rap, you know, it was around, you know, but if your parents were like, hey, like I better not catch you singing this stuff, you know, I better not catch you rapping and all that stuff with these words, you know, um, right. There was some censorship there, but now that there's like no barrier to this stuff. Like it's just like, oh, you want to hear it there. too? You want to talk about the color of your booty hole? Oh, welcome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Come in. Here, here you go. TikTok done caused a lot of problems. 
But you exactly right, Brian. It's like the, the irresponsibility that exists within the majority of parents, particularly in my culture, is astounding mm-hmm. to me. The, the carelessness and the lack of uh, conscientious parenting is just baffling, man. Like people, like people are winging their parenting as, as opposed to like actively parenting. They just got their kids along the ride. And it's, it's um, you see it from little girls singing songs like my booty hole is brown. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so this is, this is my question to you, Vance, cause you're a DJ. When you play songs, yeah. when you put together your playlist, who are you primarily trying to get on the dance floor? Who drives the playlists? Is it men or women? It's everybody, but it's at different parts of the night, the evening. So okay, you have I, I hear you a lot of DJs say, I hear a lot of DJs say they cater m- mostly to the female ear because if you get females on a dance floor, then you get the dudes on a dance. The dudes come to yeah, correct. That's yeah, true. Correct. That's true. We're not but then together. No, nah, that's true. But I guess it's according to the uh, setting as well. But that's true. You know, the girls that are eye candy, and the girls is what make a club hot enough. So or or a party, you get the girls dancing, the guys are gonna come around. You um you switch the song up so the girls can go drink. The guys are gonna go over there so they can pay for those drinks and boost the revenue. But you, but then, but then you gotta give. You have to switch it up because you gotta give people time to rest and buy drinks. That's why you play a Meek Mill song. Let the dudes get out there and and all of them act like all of a sudden they gangsters. You know, because everybody wants some. And there's this inner thing where everybody wants to act like they hard. So, gotta play some pause. dreams that and nightmares. Gotta play yeah, some. Yeah, pause, you know, pause. Uh, <laughs> good pause, good pause. Uh, long pause. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> pause on that, too. It's getting out of hand right now. It's getting out of hand, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, like everybody, everybody, all of a sudden, like everybody has this inner need to think they gangster you know uh or from the street so you got to play that play those songs to bring that energy out so it's like but yeah you do you do play songs that you know like the women love where they can you know put their hands up in the air and say hey hey you know you gotta you gotta you gotta nurture that energy because it just makes it makes it more fun and I think that's what Rhapsody was getting at, you know, like women do move the needle with what gets played. And like, you know, it, we already know we've been there. If the women ain't rocking with the music, then ain't nothing cracking. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's yeah. dry in more ways than one. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and I mean, we we going in with the entendres, so I might as well get in on it. But, I feel um, you. I'm just glad for once it's not me. Right. But um, I'd like the, the record to reflect that. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 women, you know, they, they and, and I get it. Humans are complex. You know what I'm saying? It's like this seven days in a week. You know, how many of those days that you go into the club and you go into some turn to a party where sexy red's music would be appropriate to, to listen to a dance to it's like maybe one day out of the week that you know what i'm saying the other six days of the week i'm pretty much in chill mode or 
Monday through Friday, I'm looking to listen to something to decompress after I just got off work. And that ain't going to be that stuff. And I, I and I know it's the same way with women. You know what I mean? So, you know, the, the, the problem is that I, I think a lot of women and, and just consume. I don't want to pick on women. A lot of consumers in general are just not very uh, informed of what else is out there. You know what I mean? So. You know, you could kind of find yourself in a rut where you think all female rap is revolves around whole culture or stripper culture. Like, I can see how people could kind of get that impression if you're just not, if the algorithms are not feeding you other people. Now, you know, for hip hop heads like us, yeah, we listen to a ton of stuff. So, you know, we could kind of vary what we listen to from day to day. But I think that's I think that's part of it, too. You know what I mean? Like, I do think that there is a concerted effort to push a, a to, to first, first of all, pigeonhole female MCs. And then when you find out what sales, you know, or what's moving the needle. OK, now we're just going to ride with that. Now we're just going to push that, you know, and it's 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 kind of like the same effect that radio had back in the 90s and 2000s, except it's happening with streaming platforms now. But, um, right, right. you know, a, a lot of, I hear a lot of women like, man, I just, I don't like, I don't, I want to listen to something a little bit more substantive, a little bit more respectful of, you know, the female gender, but they don't even know what's out there, you know? And I hear that a lot from black women, but they don't even really know what's out there. And I think that's, that's kind of, that's kind of a shame, you know what I mean? But. You know, when you know better, do better. So if you do find a, a, a female MC out there that is, you know, kicking some stuff that's, I don't want to use the term respectful, but I, I would say more mature or more socially conscious, support them, big up them. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't just go on these rants about how much you hate Sexy Red or how much you hate Glorilla. Like, you know, support the ones out there that you find out are making a type of music that you know, can can balance it out, can balance things out a bit. I, I agree with that sentiment. And, and and it's that same, you know, on, on the women's side of things, instead of complaining about how much the NBA players make, how, how about y'all watch the WNBA? You know what I'm saying? That kind exactly. of thing. Like, support right. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and women can absolutely uphold patriarchy the same way black black and brown people can uphold and support white supremacy uh, absolutely yeah as long as it that tends to benefit you a lot of people have no problem upholding it until until they catch you know the boot end of it you get your your uh your nigga moment as it were <laughs> right yeah yeah yep. of your nigga wake up call mm-hmm. but yeah. um but yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting, and I, I'm glad that it was a a female MC who said it. You mm-hmm. know, you know, as opposed and, and a dope one at that. Like Rhapsody, yeah. get busy. Like she, you know, she's a respected MC. Exactly, exactly. But you, but you know what? It's it's always it's usually like whenever those 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 type of things come up, especially on the female side of things, it's always somebody like that to say something. But it's always a bunch of other women that usually like jump on them, like they jumped on most stuff, like they jump like, oh, you, you a pick me, you, you know, all that, all that extra right. stuff, you know, right. what I'm just to, just to challenge what she said without actually challenging it with anything logical, 
you know what I'm saying? They they want to challenge it in, in other ways, and you know they never get heard, and they never stick together on on stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because that that goes against you know them being able to have quote unquote fun. They want to be able to have fun, so you know they don't want to have to change for that. They don't want to have to ever be serious and move in a direction that's going to actually benefit them if they can't if they have to sacrifice fun. You know what right. I'm saying? And and that's not just them though. I mean, in this oh, no. in this scenario, that's... I'm talking about them. We are like that as a culture. Like we don't want to yes. give up anything to be able to move forward. And I had this conversation today with somebody. Not not to I don't want to get too far into this, but the whole Martin Luther King thing. We don't. Who? It, it's probably going to be a long time before we have somebody step up in that manner. Because in order to do that kind of thing, you you are going to have to sacrifice your life. You will be putting your life on the line to get to the level of being able to make a movement. You know, it's my Luther King Day, so I thought I'd just bring it up to make to to have a movement. You know, uh, and be a leader like Martin Luther King was. We don't have anything like that nowadays. They figured out how to how to divide and conquer us, but I don't want to get on that subject too far. <laughs> I mean, it's bread bread and circuses. That's all that is keeping keeping people happy, keeping fed and entertained. Yeah. Yep. And that's that, and that's you know hip hop in a nutshell, right? That is the yes com- commercialism that we were just talking about with, with Drake's music is yep. associates the masses. Well, I 100%. think I, I think with this with this uh, women in hip hop issue, it's 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 it, you, you can draw some political extrapolations with it too. No uh, you know, not to get too political with it, but I, I remember a comedian saying someone asked him do you think we'll ever have a woman president and he said no and he and they said well why not and they said because women won't vote for her you know and then we saw a scenario where we had Mm. one choice and then the other choice was a woman and we know the type of women who didn't vote for her so people have a a different people people are invested in the current social power structure as it exists now for whatever reason, you know what I'm it's saying. Usually, because they're close to the throne, and exactly to yeah. As long as you benefit from what the dominant culture is, and you're close enough to power, a lot of people are perfectly okay with the status quo because it's like, all right, I'm a second class citizen, but I'm better than them. So maybe I can, you know, I have a little bit of power because of my proximity to who has the real power. So I don't really want to upset the apple cart too much because I don't know where that might put me in society yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and when you bring that back around to hip hop you know women women are observing this if they know like look my my value is inherently connected to how I look or how sexualized I am and that's how men assign value to me what do you think they're going to do they're going to amplify all the things that they see men you know what I'm saying? Putting value on, you know, right. whether it's having a, a 30 inch buzz down and your nails done every week, you know, because that's what, quote unquote, taking care of yourself looks like for black women or, you know, dressing a certain way or getting a BBL. It's like it hurts, you know, in a way you can make the argument that patriarchy hurts more than just it. It, it, it definitely hurts women, but it kind of hurts men as well because sure. it, it 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 puts it puts unrealistic and frankly uh, uh, absurd uh, 
uh, standards that we feel women need to meet in our heads. You know what I mean? And it's like we're looking and we're prior- prioritizing all the wrong things. Yeah. I, I could step farther with that. Yeah. Those 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 expectations end up on us too, right? Because we are expected not only to chase after these kind of false and unrealistic expectations, but also in order to attain them, like there's certain things that are expected of us that are also unrealistic and unhealthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and and, and our their their value becomes intrinsically sexual or physical and our value becomes intrinsically monetary well you can't afford me or you you don't make enough money so you can't have me or you know what i'm saying or 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 you're not a uh high value man as some people like to throw the term around you know what i mean like yeah you smell like french fries right (laughs) i think it's i i i think personally it's it's a it's a leadership issue and because as men we're supposed to lead our you know communities we have we failed at that you know and and not to say that you know there was there wasn't any uh uh things put into play to help us fail but now that we we have failed we haven't we haven't returned to our former glory and that's the issue too many of us have adopted a lot of the stuff that caused us to fail in the first place you know and a lot of us are all guilty of it you know having children out of wedlock and you know uh like normalizing that kind of stuff you know not looking at it like man you know that's like you wouldn't put yourself in harm's way with anything else but we we normalize stuff like like that and it's kind of messed up our communities and you know that that single mom life and stuff like that and not taking care of your children and you know, uh, I, I can't remember the last time, you know, I, I knew my whole my whole community. When I grew up, you know, everybody knew each other. The whole block knew each other. The next block knew each other. Yeah. The block, you know, uh, behind us knew each other. But now I might know my next door neighbor, maybe. Don't know nobody else. And that's been like for the past 10 years, every neighborhood I've moved into from San Diego to when I lived in Indiana. Now I live in Illinois. And I know just my neighbor. I don't know anybody else. And like nobody talks anymore. Like it's you know. And I, I think that's a big a big problem. We can't move into our, we can't even move into our own communities and, and be amongst each other without being worried about our kids being safe or our schools being terrible. And you know, it's little things that that we failed that that have kind of moved that like this whole women versus men thing is just another byproduct of what what has gone on because of the decisions that we continue to make and the, the things we continue to align ourselves with you know so yeah yeah that's a good point <laughs> shout out shout out to the godfather man <laughs> <laughs> ha! Ha! that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, but it's 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 a lot of um y'all 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 covered this very well uh the, the this this topic yeah but it's it's I think we're all kind of saying the same thing you know it's it's um everybody kind of plays a part you know what I mean and it's like the when when we criticize and, and try to disassemble or deconstruct certain social hierarchies or or power systems and structures it's it's because 
these structures have have not benefited everybody not just if they haven't just victimized one demographic it, it's usually to the detriment of everybody you know what i'm saying and like yes. you know when 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 men especially black men in particular are reduced to just how much money you make what kind of car you drive it's like how is that a good foundation for like you know an emotional partner or you know it's just yeah it's just it's just it's un i just find it unhealthy you know what i mean and it's like and a lot of that dialogue is coming from people who aren't even in committed relationships when you when you when you look at the loudest voices yes 100 stop listening to the people on the internet they all stupid yeah yeah you know especially especially when it comes to you know relationship stuff and you know how you hear all this stuff about masculine energy and feminine energy it's like yo human beings are a lot more complex than that like you know I, I heard somebody talking about checklists you know and man gotta have this or the woman gotta have that it's just like you know look i like girls with big booties but like did every girl with a who made my heart flutter have a big booty no no you know so uh... you know. <laughs> all that to say if you but i say that to say stuff happens stuff happens yeah. <laughs> if you're trying to build something if you if you take the foundation you put in multiple points of failure in that foundation that's how you you stop something from being able to be built on top of that and that's exactly what happened to our community we have multiple points of failure it's not just one it's not just the, the men and the women not liking each other it's not just the finances it's not just the fact that we don't own land it's not just it's so many different points of failure if we work on one we'll have to work on multiple to, in order to to put things back together right. and that and that that's on purpose right 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 yes yeah, there's definitely a system in this because there are the, the ones that are desperate and willing to do any anything are the ones that get placed in front of everybody so that they become mainstream. And yeah. that's that's the big problem too. People are willing to make these sacrifices and do whatever it takes to be put in front. So it's like, hey, have your way with me. What what, what do you want me to promote? As long as you give me this money, I, I'll promote it. Right. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. Slaves to the money, man. It's, it's become more than just taking care of our families. It, this this expectation I need to travel three times a year. I need I can't drive a Honda. Like I gotta drive a, a Ben. Like all that stuff. Just multiple points of failure. Expectation. Multiple points of failure, man. Yeah, yeah. that's a good that's a good way of talking. Bringing it up too. That's a good point. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's move on to our next segment, man. This was a nice little little mailbag question. I wanted to dive into with the crew. Who would make your diss track dream team? Now, let's say you have been tasked with writing <laughs> or putting together um, three 16 bar verses about a nigga you can't stand or a woman you can't stand. You know, uh, we'll make it equal opportunity. And you can have any other two MCs hop on the track with you and diss this person with you, dead or alive. What two MCs are you calling to get on this track? This is a hard question for me. This this person you can't stand. You 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 want to make it the best this ever. 
So you got a verse, and then the other two got a verse. I got, I got mine, um, and I'm a cheat. I want Tupac and Papoose, mm. and I want Too Short to do the outro vocals. I don't want 16 from him. I just want him to talk trash on the end. <laughs> that's a good little. That's a good little add-on. That's a good little that's a particular, add-on. That's a particular word that I need from him. Oh, <laughs> Papoose, that's interesting. So who has Papoose dissed? I know who Pop. Oh, we all know who Pop dissed, but who is Papoose dissed? I can't even think of anybody. Y'all heard Sheether? Yeah, Remy Ma's track, oh, you th- right? Oh, you think you think you, you don't think Remy wrote that? Pap bro, that's, Pap bro. That sound like Papoose all day long. Well, like they, I know Remy, married, I know man. Remy write her own. I know Remy write her own bars, but that particular song that sound like Papoose. Absolutely, okay, I, I give it to you. But um, I mean, yeah. Well, Papoose is about that. Uh, he about that life. If you Papoose if you ask, uh, yeah, if you yeah. ask, if you ask, easy to block, Captain. <laughs> 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 That's still a wild thing. I don't know if y'all talked about that, but yeah, that's still wild. Nah, wait, that I don't know if that that is wild. <laughs> I don't know if that's relevant to this. To this not to um, this. Not that this particular conversation. <laughs> no, no, no. But it is a hip hop conversation, though. No, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. So you going with um, Pac okay. and Papoose? Yeah, Pac. Pac is has a, a a pat. He's not a, a lyricist, obviously, but he has the kind of passion. That you kind of need for something like that, and Pop, yes, is gonna give you, is gonna give you the wordplay. Yep, yeah, but Pac, Pac, whole Pac is all about posturing. So like his beef is gonna be a posturing type move, and that's like, eh. But I get it though. He's just gonna be loud and try well, to be as insulting as best. Say the most insulting things you can say, but it's like, yes, yes, yes. That's the point. That, <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say that. that is it is it any relevant? Is there any relevance to what he's saying, or, or is he just saying the thing, what the worst thing he could think of? This this is your personal list. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. Yeah, you're this right. Is your personal roster. Who you think is gonna bring the heat? Correct. I, I juggle with. I juggle. Pause. I juggle with Pac for a minute because I, I for the same reason, <laughs> right? Because I was saying like you know because first he has appeal to enough audiences to get that point across like if you open a song with pot and some gunshots you good you know what i'm saying like right <laughs> you know like <laughs> all the disrespect you know what i'm saying like even if he didn't actually you know uh have sex with your baby mama he can say it and people might believe it that's that's the kind of influence Pac has you exactly. know so for this track Pac, yeah, that was one I was I, I wasn't sure if, if I, I was thinking about Pac too, but I, I settled on someone else instead. But okay, who's on your who who which two MCs are getting the slots on your track? So I, I decided to go all lyricism, uh mm-hmm. in in Eminem and uh Cassidy. And the reason why mm. is because the the way the when I looked at it, because before I added Cassidy to it, I was also looking at MC Juice, and I and I the mm. reason why is because the I was thinking about where if I perform this song on stage, 
Like that stage Cassidy doesn't have stage presence, but MC Juice does. MC Juice is a battler, right? He he can right. get on stage and and you know tango with. And I, th- and I thought about Supernatural too. Shout out to Supernatural. So absolutely. But I I'm gonna go with M because M M first lyrically respect and he he has several disses under his belt where he just went crazy. So I I would be cool with him. And Cassie, just his wordplay and his ability to battle too, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's that's who I settle with. Okay, okay, I like it. Eminem and Cassidy, it, it's like you, you are you are exactly right. Eminem was on my maybe list, and I decided not to go with Eminem only because. The people he ha- he has this his competition wasn't very strong. People keep True. saying that. Besides, I don't know cannabis, that I, thank you. We forget about that because he called cannabis out on the regular. You're right. I forgot about. I forgot about that. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about Everlast and uh, right. Benzino. <laughs> Everlast but, and Benzino don't count. They not but also really rappers. But also in, in both of those cases, they started with him. That's true. That's true. Like he I can't really think of anybody that I remember him dissing first other than maybe Cage. Hmm. Yeah, because Cage, Cage dissed him too, but it was definitely after uh like after I, M dissed him. Um yeah. and then you said Cassidy. Cassidy, I just wonder what type of beat you would put under him. Because the type of beat that Eminem would sound good over. I don't know if Cassidy would sound good over it. You got to make a beat that doesn't need a hook for Cassidy. Right. Right. I think I think Cassidy could rock over the same kind of beat M could because they both are like really wordy MCs. Like they, yeah, they, yeah, neither one of them really need a hook. Cassidy definitely don't need a hook because he makes terrible songs. But right, just, just six, just sixteen though. I would trust him with that. Yes, one hundred percent. You gotta have a song where no no hook is needed. It can have a hook because if you think about the hook on Ether, right? There's right. a hook, but not it, the the hook is kind of like part of the verse, kinda like it's just like uh, he kind of ties the verse in with the hook as he's rapping, and you need that kind of stuff for Cassidy. Yeah, think about Ether, quite honestly, and this is rare on, on just about any hip hop song. The beat was the worst part of it. Like the hook was better than the beat, and the hook was awful. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Who you who you got, Vince? Well, if this was the two thousands, I mean Cassidy. I, I'm I'm surprised Brian even said it, but Cassidy. Yeah, I I I, I picked Cassidy as well, and Cassidy would stay. Period. But if it was the two thousands, it would be cannabis. Cassidy and cannabis, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah. um, his day and age Cassidy and Mickey Facts and we gonna mm. make the hottest battle we gonna make the hottest song <laughs> this out I trust Mickey Facts on the bars I don't I don't know how he would sound on the disc though well just listen to I was to just about to ask I was yeah, just about to ask this called Wraith over Wraith? Uh yeah, over uh when he went when he did Royster Five Nine. Just listen to that and you will you will not be saying that anymore. Okay. I I have a follow up question now. 
did Royce right. respond? Royce started it. He's all back. I got to listen and to both it, now. It, so, so what happened was um, Ransom was talking about Ransom and Payne. They was just talking about how they they the hottest out at that time. And okay. so, you know, this is when this is when Lupe had Lupe and Royce had that uh, that podcast together or whatever. And so they was on IG talking all the time. This is doing quarantine or whatever too. So um Royce, you know, he gotta he gotta puff his chest out. And he's basically saying that, you know, you gotta prove that. And then and then it got to the point where Lupe and and Mickey Fax was talking where Royce was basically saying that they couldn't beat him. We couldn't beat them. And you know and you know Lupe is a little he wears his emotions on his sleeve, so um it's it just gets out of hand. You know, mm. Royce. And then to the point where Royce drops this cold song talking about Lupe and Mickey Facts. And then Lupe drops maybe the hottest freestyle diss you will ever hear that Lupe that is trumps, a dog. That trumps anybody's 16, like anybody's written battle. And then Mickey Facts just ends it with a crazy song, man. And, um, to the point where all Royce could really do was get back on IG and uh, basically whimper and and, and complain. Oh, <laughs> like he tucked his tail. He tucked his tail. <laughs> I can't say he t- he, I can't say he tucked his tail, but you said whimper. Whimper is a tucked yeah, tail word. That's a hey, tucked tail well, term. Well, like if you go through the chronology of how it all went down, and then you see the IG live after it all went down, you'll see why I used that word. But it was um it was very interesting at that time to say the least. So wow. yeah, I'm picking I remember facts. I remember that because everybody it started with those two at Ransom and RJ Payne, but everybody kind of got distracted by Royce and Lupe going at it. You know, I do remember that. <clears throat> but Mickey Fax definitely dropped the track, but after he dropped it, Royce just kind of he tried to avoid talking about it, and it was just like, "All right, I'm gonna just talk about Lupe because he's the bigger name." You know what I'm saying? And I think Lupe was getting ready to drop uh, drill music in Zion, so that kind of sucked up all the oxygen. Pause. But uh, I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with Nas and Pusha T. Mm. Hey. Hey, I had thought All about right. Pusha T too. I'm not mad. I ain't mad at either one of those. I, uh, I had thought about Pusha T too. I should have. I should have switched it up like it was a 2000 be cannabis and, and Cassidy. Then now it would be Pusha T and Mickey Fat. But um, Nas yeah. Nas has a way of of when he ditch talks about people, is he builds them up first and then he tears yeah. them down. Yes. And then Pusha except, T. Except for Nature. Nature is the only one I don't recall him building up. He had one line for that month. Nothing yeah, left to say, man. <laughs> Nothing left to say, man. Nature moved to Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is that is a very telling line. <laughs> it is very, very. Oh, but, <laughs> but Pusha but. T, his 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 this track record is like flawless it's at pretty, this point. Pretty pretty stellar. Fuck said you are hiding a child. If that oh. boy come home, <laughs> dead so, beat, mother. I got, I got, I got things to say. 
I have things to say now. Uh, now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold one second. I'm going to let you finish. Go, go, go ahead. Go, go Camille ahead. brought up a very interesting side note. Who would I get to do the ad libs? West Side Gun. Boop, 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 boop. I like that. All right, go ahead, Brian. <laughs> I, I actively... <laughs> Uh, unpopular opinion. Here we go. It's another one. I <laughs> actively do not like Pusha T. This whack. <laughs> that with what? a with a that's whoa. Yeah, that's definitely. Um, I I have it. I definitely have definitely unpopular. I haven't heard a verse from him that I was like he went crazy. Not one. I, and I listen to I listen to Pusha T. Like I I, I back from clips days like I, I I would listen to him and I'm like I don't understand that's because you like this dude that's because you um it's the Lucini vibes you got to understand the lingo to get with what's going on you um <laughs> you know. I, I used to I used to write Pusha T off because I thought he was a one-trick pony but after I opened my mind up to him and I got to see like, okay, well he does that trick extremely well. And I could kind of put him in the same category I could put other coke rappers in. That's when I really started to appreciate his music. Ooh, I, I, I ain't heard it yet, bro. I, I, I'm sorry. I've, I've listened to a lot of Pusha T. I still, and I, I have I have friends of mine who who tell me I'm the worst person on the planet for not liking this dude. <laughs> I mean I, I mean it's a matter of personal taste but just to say that he whacked that's the part that I don't understand. I get uh, not liking an artist but uh, okay it, when I say he whacked I mean I mean in the if I mean in a way that's like not whack like Chief Keith whack. I mean like he's whack in a way like I, like I just haven't like he can spit, but I haven't heard anything. I was like, oh my god, he went crazy. Like I had like not one verse. Where I'm you. like, man, that was crazy. Like, and and usually, you know, with a rapper, not a freestyle. I heard like you know, even with the Drake diss, like he used some personals that that hit hard, but nothing was really clever out of his mouth. Like he he never does anything that I feel like is like, oh man, I can't like. How do you even put that together, bro? That's a, like I just don't have any verses from that dude. Where I just feel like if you ask me, like man, what's if, like if I was trying to put you on Pusha T, like man, let me let you hear this, bro. Then you go definitely be a fan. I don't have anything from him where I can do that. Nothing. I don't have a single verse. I have Mickey Fax verses where I can be like, oh, let me let you hear this freestyle. You gonna definitely like Mickey Fax. You know what I'm saying? Jada Kiss. Like let me let, let me hear this song, bro. You gonna like this? I don't have anything from Pusha T. Why I feel like I can let you hear it and you'd be like, oh man, this dude go crazy. So the people who who you go at it with who like Pusha T, what other Coke rappers do are they fans of? Jeezy. Hmm. Ooh. They not up on Griselda. Right. No, I don't know if you know uh Miguel. You know Miguel? He like the biggest Pusha T fan. No. It's one of Lamar's boys. They went to school together. Okay, so he was probably down with Quaje and all them. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They all went to school together. Yeah, Me and him argue to this day. 
whenever I see something on Instagram that's a that's a a, a Pusha T verse, and I, I I share it to him and say, look how whack this sound every time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> Man, I don't know, man. You bugging on the push the T take, man. Like the yeah, way he varies his bars with hit, like, like he's got a good air for production as well. Like he, he, it doesn't. It's not always a hit. Sometimes it's a swing and a miss production wise. But when he's, when all cylinders are clicking, like he makes me want to sell drugs to the community, man. <laughs> Bro, that whole Daytona album, I don't, I'm, I'm not man. understanding you at all. Exactly. No, seven songs of fire. Okay. Wants to, address to the community, man. But uh, <laughs> man. y'all, y'all send me, y'all send me y'all best verse recommendations, and I, I, I will listen again. I, I will. I'll do some digging, like but him, I'm, bro. I'm right away. I'm thinking about um, nostalgia. I'm thinking about strange Kendrick. piano. I'm thinking about Santeria. Santeria. Ooh. Uh, um, good morning with Black Thought and Killer Mike. That's a good one. I already know he ain't hang with Black Dog. Ain't no way. Mm. No, Black Dog definitely had the best verse on there, but Pusha T wasn't no slouch on that. We'll see. Pusha T wasn't no slouch on that. But let's 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 never slouch. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody slouch. said. I'm surprised nobody said Beanie Siegel or Jada Kiss. Nah. So, so, so because Siegel, that was that was some that was. That was like auxiliary beef, and that that never really took off huge, at least in 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 and from my from my eyes, it was more like, and then that that beat that Jada rapped off of was so was candy, beat, man. It was the like the worst beat ever created ever. <laughs> yeah, it was so candy. Who you think won that battle? As a matter of fact, because I say Benny won. Siegel, hands down. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I don't with even that. remember Jada's. I don't remember Jada's response. <laughs> that, hey, it might it. as well that's sound just like that, Brian. I don't know what that was, man. <laughs> yeah, that beat. <laughs> that beat like was, that. was terrible, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, that sample I recall. Just, I don't remember none of the bars from it. Seagull Seagull's better than Jay Z, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I think Seagull is is nasty. Like that that dude that dude is, is Philly incarnate. Like that dude is crazy good. Hey, the the, the more I listen to Jay Z's uh ROC running his rap, it's getting closer and closer to Ether to me. Um oh, I think I was wait, 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 I can't wait, say wait. The takeover, the takeover. The more I hear it, the more it's getting closer to it. It's still not, not still one, especially for the sheer shock value that at the time. But when you listen to the song, uh, the takeover, like those lyrics are hitting, man. Those lyrics oh, are definitely. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was a landslide ever. Jay, Jay, lyrics are hitting. Uh, yeah. Cause that that's actually the that takeover song is uh it was so good that either was too, but you could those were actually songs you could play like as a DJ and like people would be like oh okay takeover all right either okay like takeover was a good song man I think that was nice it's just that it wasn't it just wasn't all it wasn't only about Nas exactly 
exactly. which you would think would have made it a better would have made it a better disc record. I think the advantage that the takeover has is one, it was first, but also the fact that it was a, a fully crafted song. Like he got a, a fire beat from Kanye. That door sample was crazy. Um and it was it was a a piece of art. Like it was packaged up. It just happened to have a disc record atta- attached to it where yeah. clearly Ether was just for that, right? This was just the response. And it was um a awful beat um intentionally, you know, so the lyrics were shine through. So it wasn't like it was a, a packaged piece that they were uh, the knobs was putting out for any any consumption other than hey this is a business what this is about yeah take over something you like, perform at a like a like a outdoor concert or something no nah, you're right because um Nas's uh cadence on that was was choppy like mm-hmm. so it wasn't you right it's just a straight disc record it wasn't packaged the same way but the shock value won it out I mean plus you know what he's talking about it's it's usually rebuttals tend to be better than the first song because you can craft it off of what was given to you. So that's the uh, benefit of going second. Right. Yeah. But let's move right along um, to our album face-off for the week, man. Battle of the 1996 Jams, man. East Coast Jams at that. Yeah. Um, If you ask me, 1996 was probably the second greatest year in hip hop period. Um, There is no shortage of classic albums from that year. Um, Once you do it, just a little bit of digging. But this week we got Redman with his album Muddy Waters going up against A Tribe Called Quest, Beats, Rhymes, and Life. So on the Redman end, uh, this was his third LP. It was released December 10th, 1996 on uh, Def Jam and Rush Associated Labels. Uh, it was produced by Eric Sermon, Jerry Wonder, Proz, I didn't know that, uh, hmm. Redman, Rockweiler, and Ty Fife. And it clocks in at 23 songs and an hour and seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And then in the other corner, you've got Beats, Rhymes, and Life by A Tribe Called Quest, which was their fourth group album. It was released July 30th. 1996 on Jive Records and clocks in at 15 songs and 51 minutes and was produced by the Uma and Rashad Smith. And little known fact about this album, this was actually their, commercially, this was their most successful album. I did not know that. Neither. Neither, but it makes sense. I thought it would have been uh, Low End Theory or Midnight Marauders, definitely. Midnight Marauders. I thought it was Midnight Marauders. Yeah, yeah, same, same. But yeah, man, I wanted to put these two albums against each other, these East Coast juggernauts, and have y'all weigh in between these two albums, between Beats, Rhymes, and Life, and Muddy Waters, which album were y'all feeling more and why? I'll swing it over to Brian first. All right. So I I think the why is going to matter more than anything else. Uh, So I already knew that I was going to choose Muddy Waters. But when I went back and, and listened to <laughs> no, listen, listen, listen. I went back and listened to the Tribe Called Quest, and uh, I I forgot how it's still a really good album. Let me just say that it's still a really good album. And I I would even say that 
there they had way way better subject matter in they they the, like everything about it was just i think the trap call Quest album was just more well-rounded but it's something about that jersey grunge like just bars like he like he was just like rapping like red man was just rapping and it was just good rap you know um but not to take anything from child call quest they were rapping too but like and and both 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 of them had come into the come because it was like their third or fourth album you know they had already come into their sound very well but muddy waters is one of red man's best albums first of all and then and i don't know man i from front to back i can listen to that album from front to back like creeping is, is in my in my workout playlist already so like <laughs> i listen to it that that often but like i don't know i i just think that it's it's the bars for me it's the it's it's that just regular very easy to listen to rap yeah you don't like for trap call quest for all of the albums i gotta be in like a certain mood to want to listen to it you know to want to hear you know them talk about whatever subject they rapping about but in the right mood you know i would choose child call quest over muddy waters in the right in the right mood but i think muddy waters is more you know uh just, just, just because Redman is just a nigga, and he, and he, it, it comes through <laughs> in his rap. Like he's just a regular nigga, and it comes through in his rap. And you know, he never really tries to be like super gangster. He just lets you know that he's just like a hood grimy person. Like, like I'm just a grimy hood person from here to MTV Cribs, dog. I, I just do nigga stuff all the time. That's just <laughs> how I live, and that's it comes through in the rap. So, you know, uh, I just think because he don't try too hard, it's more relatable. Like, I ain't never been a gangbanger, but, you know, I grew up in the hood and I know a bunch of dudes that's like Red Man. I feel like if I met him, we'd be cool just because he's just a, a hood nigga. Like, and, and he's just a regular dude. Exactly. And that's it. Muddy Waters kind of embodies that. And that's why I chose Muddy Waters and... Uh, but still, shout out to Child Call Quest. Great album. And uh, I, I enjoy listening to it again. I actually added a couple songs off that to my playlist, too, that I hadn't oh, heard nice. in a while. And, um, yeah, I, it was good. Okay, for sure. All right. So we got one for Muddy Waters. Uh, Vince, man, between these two albums, man, which one are you riding with? Okay. Um, all right. Let's do it. I'm going to do it this way. So... Like we you, you we dealing with we dealing with classics, man. We bark that's already established. We're dealing with classics. We're dealing with nostalgia. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with like a sound. Although from the same year, it's two different sounds, but two different sounds of the nineties that like it it like you visualize the 90s the mid 90s when you hear these albums but for different reasons yep um it's because it's because of the sound you know that of 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 of, of said artists one album had better skits a landslide Ooh. of better skits <laughs> funnier more more creative um one album had better features 
um, yeah. with and, and all the features was barred up, man. Um, mm-hmm. But then one album had a better sound overall. One album had uh, songs that transcend gener- transcend decades. Um, that's Tribe Called Quest music anyway, though. They just, although they made most of their music in the 90s, their music is just playing everywhere now. You got, they play, their music is heard in Walmarts. You hear it, you hear it everywhere. It's elevator music. It's, it's, so it's music. Views. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's, there's music you hear walking down Las Vegas. You hear it everywhere. But you don't hear Redman's music everywhere. That's true. You don't really hear it anywhere. That's true. Honest. You gotta find um, it. You gotta look for it. Yeah. Um, disrespect. <laughs> oh no, it's not. I'm not saying it's disrespect. It's. Oh no, I, I don't. Red, I don't mean it. Yeah. I don't mean it from you. I mean in general because oh, okay. you're not wrong. Yeah. Well, well, I mean his music is crafted in such a way that it's kind of like you don't, you can't really just play it down a Las Vegas strip as you're walking. <laughs> you know, like. That just is good, not, nigga. Music. Yeah, that's not gonna bring. That's not gonna bring bring patrons into your uh your store. You know what I'm saying? Um, Depends on what you're selling. Yeah, it 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 is definitely it definitely will have a montage. It have have definitely have a look. That you gotta have a store that with. sells weed and Tim's exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and Yankee fittings. <laughs> and, and, cargo, and cargo pants. <laughs> cargo, arm, army cargoes, yeah. But uh, what I will say about the Muddy Waters is that hey, when you just want to get down to it with the bars, it surpasses what I call Quest, Rounds, Beasts, and Life. But that's what, that's what that album was meant to be. Like, aggressive bar spitting. Like, they, they don't leave any room, any too much, you know, the way he raps, the way Keith Murray and Jamal and Redman, whenever he gets with them, don't really leave any room left on the track, man. They just go in. Yes. And that's just, uh, that's what the style is. And you appreciate it. Some of the beats are definitely from that era. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting Busta Rhyme vibes. I'm getting uh, Craig Mack vibes. I'm getting LL vibes in some in some moments. Shout out to Superman. Hmm. That is some creativity right there. Even with the beat switch. Like it's just yeah. it's just straight creativity. Um but nobody plays any of those songs anywhere. I just don't hear them. I have to be like, man, let me listen to some Red Man because I don't hear it anywhere. But on the other hand, there's an inexhaustible amount of Tribe Called Quest music that you hear anywhere you go. Like you you potentially will hear a song anywhere on the planet, <laughs> anywhere in anyone's house. You could randomly turn it on TV and hear a song, even though it's not on this album, but Tribe Called Quest got 
openings to to uh some TV show. Oh, the Wayans Brothers, yeah. The Wayans Brothers. Yeah. And a particular show that we happen to be on right now from this album. Yes, indeed. Mm. Mm. Um, so, you know, I went with, with Tribe. But I do have to give that Muddy Waters justice because he set out to do what he wanted to do and he accomplished that goal. And one thing I can say is that Although it's 20 tracks long, a lot of like eight of them are skits, but it doesn't feel like it's a long album. It doesn't feel no, like it's don't. a lot of songs because Red Man knows how to make albums his way, but he knows how to craft an, a complete album. He knows how to transition into songs, place them the right way, the right beats, the right skits to 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 bleed into the next track like he he, that 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 can't be understated but um yeah all around rhymes beats in life is the album i would choose all right understood understood for sure for sure all right so vince is rolling with beats rhymes in life i dig it jamil man man. he got he got the hop the hop (laughs) <laughs> a lot of my favorite Tri Call Quest songs are on Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Mm. Mm. But I'll swing it over to you, Jamil. Uh, between these two albums, which one were you feeling more and why? So this was... You can't really go wrong with either one of these. Let me, let me start off with that. I gotta say, with Beats, Rhymes, and Life, the way that they kicked the door and with phony rappers was... Yeah. Um, a bit of a departure from what we were used to and it was like all right so this is gonna be a different ride with them and it, it definitely was man these these are both like some of my favorite albums this i had a hard time uh choosing between them i'm i think i'm with you and a, a lot of my favorite if not entire songs at least some of my favorite verses um from tribe are on beats rhymes and life and of course, this is when we're starting to get introduced to Dilla, which is another, you know, point in his favor. And then Tribe is kind of more my my speed than Redman in general. Brian hit the nail on the head with that one. Redman is just he a nigga. He, he's a nigga and uh, he makes stoner music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> if you if you ain't if you ain't like a super hood dude or, you know, a heavy smoker, it would be really easy to not really rock with them like that. What's crazy about the Muddy Waters in particular and Red Man in general is that it's packaged in a certain way that you might think that that's all he has to offer. But like Red Man is a really versatile MC. Yes. Um, and this is a uh, Muddy Waters is a really good example of that, too, because what, what this made me think of, and I think both albums kind of did this. This was back in a time when, um, you know, hip hop was so regional and you also had to make different types of songs like to appease a certain either a certain sound like, oh, this this is for the West Coast, this is for the South. This is a this is my radio joint. And you can hear how the albums were crafted. So I think about a song like Stressed Out, like that's definitely for the radio. It was a good it song, is. but that's but that's definitely for the radio. But then you think about what what really made me think of it was um, 
Ah, uh, what what track was it? I think it's "Do What You Feel." Oh. Yeah, that song is good. Is that the one with the um with wait, the uh, Roger Troutman sample? No, nah, that ain't the one. Then that was a cold song too. I oh no, you're talking about Smoke Buddha. Smoke. Uh, yeah, yeah, Smoke Buddha. Do what you feel. Got no, 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 no. Not Smoke Buddha. That's the one with um. That's the Mary Jane sample, not that one. No, do what you feel is the one with Method Man. Okay, that ain't it either. Then I have to go back and maybe it was pick it up, but it was one of them that it, it definitely had like this this West Coast vibe to it. Like Eric Sermon always got this funky production style anyway, but it it is decidedly East Coast. But it was one of them tracks where, like, okay, this is a this is a West Coast track, and I appreciated that because that that. You know, it, it shows the versatility of it with um, these rhymes in life. It's it's just some excellent writing on that, man. <laughs> um, and say what you will about consequence, but for this to be his introduction to the world for us, he did his thing um, as a as an honorary member of tribe or official member. I really don't know. Um, and like I said in the beginning, like. Tribe is, is is more my jam. So as much as I enjoy both of these albums, um, the Muddy Waters might have to come in first place. Uh, <laughs> Redman uh, delivered on this one. I think it was his versatility as an MC that really kind of sold me on it. As good as the writing was on Beats, Rhymes, and Life, I think Redman like really really put his pen to work on this one because a lot of the, the tracks do not sound the same they they reference the same theme but they just they just not man pick it up is not the same as whatever man is not the same as do what you feel is not the same as superman lover creeping like he you get in all facets of of red as as an mc um, I think this is when he was really at his, his absolute apex as a rapper. This is probably his best album. So this was, uh, yeah, this is my winner, but just buy a hair. I love Beast Rhymes of Life as well. Can, can I say something about what you just said? Absolutely. I feel like you were part of LeBron choosing to go to Miami. The whole time you were talking, I was sure you were going to choose Tribe. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it. And I, I, at the very end, you like you 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 just tricked me. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, no. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, this, this this is, hey this he does a, that. He does scale. that every every album face off. Uh, this nigga is crossing us over with who he gonna pick. Yeah, what's this funny is about it is, I I feel like I feel like y'all might be getting too close to catching on so i try to switch it up how i go a little bit but no every single time and it's never not been one time that i didn't get got it's like <laughs> you, have, you have a talent <laughs> this is crazy how you do it man i'm the new guy though i didn't see that i, I was like okay all right he's about to all right cool and then he lebroned me out of nowhere i'm going to miami like wait what <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! The lies. Okay. <laughs> Good uh, choice, though. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, for me, man, this was this was a dope face-off. Like I said, like y'all covered all the points well about these two albums. 
I don't I don't know why these rhymes in life got the hate that it did. Maybe because it had a different and, and more somber feel to it than their previous three albums. It wasn't as yeah carefree. It was definitely more grown, mature, somber album. And to be honest with you, I thought Consequences rapping on it was fine. Like when I first heard this album, I didn't even know that that was Consequence. I thought Ali Shaheed Muhammad had picked up the mic and started rapping. Um, hmm. you know, and Beast Rhymes in Life was the first hip hop album I ever bought with my own money. Mm. And so it's got a it's got a ton of sentimental value for me. Listening to it, it's it's aged extremely well. Like honestly, like even amongst Tribe's other releases, you know, I, I think it, it's aged extremely well going up against those. Because as good as Low End Theory and People's Instinctive Travels were, they do sound dated. You know, they do sound a bit dated, but um, I feel this this album has aged the best in their discography. And of course, this was the first album where they brought Jay Dilla into the fold on their production mm-hmm. team. And you know, it's still a it's still I still find it a very cool album that I bump. You know, when I'm kicking it at the house cleaning up, or I'm coming home from work and decompressing. And I used to know this whole album man, frontwards and backwards, man. Like I said, some a lot of my favorite tribe joints are on here. Phony rappers get a whole wordplay once again, separate together. Like I, I love these tracks. Uh, but man, the red man, Money Waters is balls to the wall dopeness. Pause. Like Tribe is one of my favorite groups of all time. Top three. They're actually more like top two. You know, tri- Tribe and Wu are kind of like battling it out. But Redman is one of my favorite artists, one of my favorite solo artists as well. Like he's he's top five for me. Like, mm. like maybe not, maybe not lyrically, but like in terms of discography, I think he's one of the best to do it. Like when you talk about solo discographies, for me, it's it's Redman, it's Ghostface, it's MF mm. Doom. It's common, and I don't know who's in that fifth spot, but he's definitely top five just in terms of discography. And it really kind of came down to quantity over quality in this case, because I, I feel like the Tribe songs are very good and very timeless, but the so is the Red Man, and he just had more of them. Um, they both meet my standard as far as bars and beats, dopeness, but. The Red Man just literally had more songs on it. Like there's there's really no skips on here till you get to maybe track 14. It's it's interesting y'all y'all kept bringing up creeping. To me, that's like one of the only skips on the album. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like like uh the the tail end of the album picks up again though with um of course yes yes y'all mm-hmm. what you looking for Superman lover rolling. You know, and then of course they finish it off with the L out with with Jamal and Keith Murray, but it is just I wanted to be Red Man back in the day. I wanted to be a, a, a weed smoking, Timberland wearing, dope and freestyle battling type of dude. That's what I wanted to be. You know what I mean? And he yeah. just he embodied that. You know what I'm saying? You you Brian USA like he's just the he's just a regular nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like from around the way, but. He made he made that look cool, you know what I'm saying. I still love the tribe for what it is. Like that that album will always hold 
a lot of sentimental value to me because it was the first hip hop album I bought. But like, you just cannot deny the the dopeness of Muddy Waters. It's like you can absolutely make the argument that that is Redman's best album. Whereas you can't really make that argument with the Tribe, with Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the Redman definitely uh, edges it out. Um, but both albums cheer me up. Like when when I'm in a funky mood, both these albums cheer me up. Um, I think the the skits on uh, the Red Man are still hilarious. It's like you know how like with a lot of rap skits, after you hear them one or two times, it's just like okay, all right, go on somewhere now. But with yeah. his skits, they never get gotten old with me. Nah, Chickenhead nah. Convention is never not gonna yeah, be funny. Never, never. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> it's the chickens in the background for me. Like every <laughs> time, dog. Like that is crazy. Like right. You hear the Those skits are hilarious, man. Hilarious. And then you had Uncle Quilly. Uncle then, Quilly and, and Freak Nick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you had um, you had the robbery skit on the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, like like those skits never get old for me, man. And like niggas in Newark, you know what I'm saying? That that skit, <laughs> like, where they trying to are you selling drugs over here? <laughs> It's just those never get old, man. Those never never get old. But like, either way, no matter which album you pick, both of them are winners. I'm just I was in a more red man ish type of mood this week, you know. And um, it's just it's just dope from beginning to end. I didn't know this album was 67 minutes long. It doesn't feel that way because it's just so many good tracks on here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm riding with. Real quick, before we get into what we've been bumping, uh, let's do a quick round of overrated, underrated. If y'all got time. Yeah. yeah. All right. It. Overrated or underrated? Takis. Overrated. Like the chips? Yeah. Definitely overrated. Uh, yeah, I got to go overrated, man. The young kids love them. My son loves them. I tried one. It was Salt City, bro. And I like overrated, salt. Overrated, big time. But the kids love them. They do. Because they, I will give them this. Like as far as chips go, they have a lot of flavor. Like you not, you not asking for no extra flavor. They have enough flavor that you you taste the flavor in every single taki, right? But I, I'm not a fan. Uh, but like you said, kids love them, man. And and I remember when the blue ones came out, and uh, my kids asking me, you "Get the blue? Okay, let's get the blue." <laughs> but like I, I'm not a I'm not a f- big fan of Takis though. Yeah, I don't I really like go. though. Yeah, I gotta go overrated, man. It's like they tried to one up Flame of Hots or something, and it's like you know you can't improve on perfection, you know. You know what? First of <laughs> all, first of all, wait, Flame of Hots for people that live in Naperville. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. First of all. Before we even bring Naperville into this, right? <laughs> it sounds like I'm in a room with a bunch of people from Chicago, so there ain't no way that y'all choosing flaming hots over hot crunchy curls. So that that needs to stop now. That's 100. percent That's 100 percent accurate. Uh, I didn't say that. Cool. I didn't say that. Nah. <laughs> no. Hey, I, it's like what 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 flavor are you going for? Um, for what? 
It's only one hot country curl flavor. Flaming hots are not yeah. perfection. Nowhere near. Because hot country nah. curls exist. I would agree. No, nah, but like they're pretty close. They're pretty close though. Nah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to explain, and I don't want to get too far into it. It's hard to explain, but um, yeah. Now, now, true, true perfection is some 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 spicy nacho Doritos with meat and cheese on them. That's true perfection. But if we just talking about fresh out the bag, no no added ingredients, yeah, flaming hot is pretty close. All right, see, now, you spell chili cheese Doritos wrong. Yeah, you you tripping right now because <laughs> ain't, ain't ain't no <laughs> way you just, you just go just try to insert the candy lady without talking about the the meat and cheese on the cool ranch Doritos. You you wilding right now like that? Wait, cool ranch? No, I, I spicy cool, nacho. Cool ranch? Oh no, nah, you, you uh, lost yeah, cool, cool ranch. Cool, oh yeah, cool yeah, ranch that's, is the that's, way. That's suburban talk right there. <laughs> no, no way, no Na- way. Naperville, Naperville talking out of turn. That's that's a wild that comment is, right there. That is Waukegan <laughs> behavior right there. Okay, first of all, just because I stayed near Waukegan now, okay, does not mean I'm from here. All right. I I stayed near I stayed near Gurney, but I'm not in Waukegan or in Gurney. I'm right on the edge. But I'm from Roseland, right? So there's Cool Ranch from the corner store, meat and cheese, 50 cent a bag, 75 cent if you get meat and cheese. 75 cent. But they was putting Cool Ranch on it? Or they was using the bag? Nah, that sounded like some bad Cool Ranch before. That sounded like some Bass Pro Shop uh, version. That is. Pro Shop. (laughs) I'm with with Vince on that one. That sounded like something you eat on the way to a Hootie and a Blowfish concert. Yeah. I do. I do got a Cabela's hat, but that—that's all. I, I'm, but that's now. <laughs> that's now. Okay. That's not twenty years ago. Okay. I was in a different place. <laughs> hey, it's cool. It's cool to experiment, man. But like, takes all that's, time. That, that, that's an offshoot. That's an offshoot, man. Everybody's going for the straight Doritos with meat, cheese, and and, uh, and hot peppers. That's meat, a good alternative. That's a good alternative. The, the regular cheese. That's good. I'll turn it. All right. Next up, overrated or underrated? Carhartt beer. Hey man, you know what? I'm gonna push you down some stairs, Ian. That's a, that's what I'm gonna say. That's what I need to do. So my work so, is for Carhartt. So I'm uh, definitely uh, not overrated. Underrated. Like Carhartt is awesome. All right. I, I don't care. Hey, I'm not knocking it. I'm gonna go that's underrated. Why, that's why it's underrated. Cause like, that's why I was man, gonna ask for construction. For yeah, it's definitely underrated. Uh, very, very expensive though. Oh hey, yeah, it's they expensive. are expensive. But they it's expensive. Boost. But on weeks like this week, you gonna oh, wish yeah. you you gonna wish you had some Carhartt gear. Absolutely, oh, that's real. If you got to be out in them streets, and it's not it's not like unstylish. You know, the stuff looks decent. I would, you know, what I'm saying if I was just gonna go over a random homie house, I'd I'd rock some Carhartt. You know, in a in a in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Nah, All me, right. I, I, I keep my 3 length mink on yeah, when I'm well, out here. Yeah, those buddy of yours will probably be eating. Those buddy of yours will probably be eating Pool Ranch with nacho cheese on <laughs> All right. Overrated or underrated? The Cheesecake Factory. Underrated. Well, if you, ask, if you ask that black chick, 
the black chunky chick is a uh, is underrated. The Cheesecake Factory. The Cheesecake Factory is, I think, it's properly rated. I think people need. It it, it 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 unfortunately became a a um, it caught a lot of strays in this like silly gender wars conversation. Correct. But Cheesecake Factory is a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it gourmet? No, but like, nah. it's it's a nice, in my opinion, it's a nice first date litmus test so you know what i'm saying nice nice first day outing like like understand let me let me just put this disclaimer out there if you go on a first day with me we going to the cheesecake factory so so pause i don't know that's how we that that's how that's how they're getting weeded out <laughs> oh that makes sense i forget I, cheesecake I, factory i'm taking you out for coffee yeah <laughs> right uh, coffee coffee is the, probably the best first date uh personally i even do ice yeah, cream just so you can actually have a uh, have a real conversation yeah no noise mm-hmm. you'd be kind of empty in, in those kind of places you know but i cheesecake factory i've always thought it was overrated before she came out with her ignorance i always thought the cheesecake factory was overrated it's not that i wouldn't eat there but it's not they can't do when you can't do alfredo correctly it, it had turned me off then so i was like yeah no i I can't do Cheesecake Factory. Just like Red Lobster is also overrated. Their Alfredo was terrible. You would think they would have that down packed by now. They do not. Well, you the thing, you rating restaurants. Cheesecake you, Factory you, for anything. You rating restaurants You rating restaurants out for Alfredo, huh? <laughs> well, well, well. I think it's a simple dish to make, so you shouldn't mess that up. Because I, I don't right. go to Applebee's because there's nothing on the menu I like. Right. So I I used to go, but recently i tried to go when i said recently i mean like in the past four years they didn't have anything that was good so i was that like true like that what's true you gotta have something that i can choose you it, like you said it's not gourmet i don't expect to come in here have the most delicious meal ever like you go to tgi fridays or something you don't expect like the ribs to be fall off the bone it, it, you just go there for food right and you want it to at least be tasty I, this the cheesecake factory didn't do Alfredo right. That's like the default dish. Like, okay, you don't have nothing else. Let's do the Alfredo. All right, I'm not getting a steak from Cheesecake Factory. I refuse. <laughs> hey, you might do better with that than the Alfredo. But but no, Jamil, you're right. The best thing there is the cheesecake. So it's like you you know what you're signing up for. I, I think it's properly Correct. rated. I think it's neither over or under. Um, if you ask me, but yeah, Applebee's is man. You know that Applebee's on 95th and Western, Brian. Yes, I do, and I still we okay. talked about it. I don't know my how wife, it is if it is. My wife calls it nigga bees because it is. That's real. <laughs> it's it's yeah, in exactly. the parking lot of what used to be Ever Black Plaza. So what are you saying to me, right? <laughs> right. Now? <laughs> <laughs> it is nigga bees. That, that, that's the perfect name for it. Shout out to your wife. She. She got spot on. <laughs> spot on. Nigga bees. All right, next one. Overrated or underrated? Hello Fresh. Overrated. Overrated. Make your own food. Well, that's the thing with Hello Fresh. You still have to make it. They just send you the raw ingredients. Yeah, Hello Fresh. And, and it all this- tastes the same. I've been I've had them before. It's another one too. Uh, what's the other one called? It's black and white. Factor. Somebody gave me factor. That was terrible too. 
terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't say HelloFresh was terrible, but they, I was, I was not really impressed. I think I had one meal out of all of them that I liked that, and it was only because I'd never cooked lobster tails before. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought I was had HelloFresh, so I don't, I wouldn't even know. I'm gonna go slightly overrated because their portions are small, and the, the mi- the menu, the menus change every week. So it's like, if you get a meal you really like, and it comes off the menu the following week, you can't pick it again. So mm-hmm. for that, I'm gonna I'm gonna say overrated. All right. Lastly, overrated or underrated? Five year plans. Underrated. Underrated. One hundred percent. Underrated. Overrated after a certain age. I'm gonna go overrated. I will say, I'm gonna say go so overrated. Five- you say overrated? Yes. Now hear me out. There's nothing wrong with planning your life out. Okay. I I encourage it in fact. But what I don't like is when people come up with BS five year plans just because other people tell them they should have a five year plan. If you're content in your life and where you're at in your life right now, and there's really you're not in want of anything, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think it makes you a slacker to be like no, I'm cool. I don't really have a five-year plan or a 10-year plan. I mean, like, we all have a plan to an extent. Like, we all want to retire at a certain age and, you know, all that other good stuff. But, like, I just feel that people... I feel like people are, like, coming up with five-year plans because someone else told them they should have a five-year plan. Right. Okay. So, so based on your point, it's not... So... Five-year plans, the reason I chose overrated is because, I mean, underrated is because they are effective. But if you don't need one, like if if, if you have already gold yourself out and, right. you know, uh, if you, let's say, you know, you're a husband and you have a family and you have children and, you know, you already, you, you are already established because the whole point of a five-year plan is to figure out how to establish yourself, right? And where right. you want to where you want to be in that five years because it takes about three to five years to make any major changes in your life. So if 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 you need that, like if you don't have any any, you know, and there are people in my life that I know that don't don't know what is going on in their life. They're just kind of winging it. Those are the people who need a five year plan. Right. But if you if you are a pretty responsible person, you don't need a five. I don't have a five year plan. Like I know like my five-year plan went into effect like 10 years ago right so i i'm okay right so i don't need one but they are effective especially if you're young if you're in your in your you know 19 20 25 and you just trying to figure out what you want out of life a five-year plan is perfect to at least give you some direction correct and and that five years exactly it gives you time to alter it based on how your knees change but the older you get the less your knees change especially if you got a family your knees are kind of always the same hey i need to make sure my wife is happy need to make sure my kids are healthy i need to make sure they their education is good your five-year plan isn't is it unless you want to make more money like you don't really need a five-year plan and that's what i think that's what most people's five-year plans revolve around and it's like making more money. <clears throat> so like for right. me, it's like I do feel like to a certain extent, it's unfair to ask a 17, 18 year old coming out of high school. All right, nigga, you need to plan out your whole life right now, today. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I do think that's kind of unreasonable. I think yeah. 
I think people kind of need to kind of find themselves a little bit because there there are career paths I'm aware of now that I didn't even know existed when I graduated high school. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So like five year plans usually revolve around making a certain amount of money. But for me, like any goals I have right now, honestly, are going to cost me more money than it's going to put money in my pocket. Like mm-hmm. my my goals revolve around like, you know, creating stuff or being in a an artistic space and and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that but stuff that's really going to cost me more money than it is going to put money in my pocket but i will still get a level of fulfillment from that because it's just right. something i always wanted to do whereas i think people kind of develop five-year plans with no real breakdown of how they're going to achieve the goal at the end of the five-year plan because a lot of people you ask them and it's like well i want to make six figures in five years it's like okay well how you gonna get there like, how you gonna get like, there right that's and that's plan that's, that's where the plan comes in that's the plan that's go ahead i'm sorry well but no well, I, dynamite, I, I, I sell drugs to the community well i said it's like this <laughs> like a lot of times what brian was saying it takes about three to five years so like I think five-year plans are underrated because what it does is it allows you to create the discipline to yes. to, to to get that plan to to make that plan come into fruition. Because if you don't yes. have a plan, you just don't have the uh, most people don't have the self-discipline to see anything out. But yep. I, what I will say is overrated is vision boards. <laughs> <laughs> Get all white corny. I'm. I like vision boards, man. That works. That it works. (laughs) I have. I have like a ten year plan, right? And it's not like, like, uh, you know, I'm trying to make more money. I I have a plan. I wanna. I wanna grow my own food, and you know, I wanna eventually get to a place where, you know, I kind of have a small farm, right? So, but that's that's like a ten year plan for me. When my kids are a little, like, uh, much older, you know. Teen, like you know, teens. Well, my my son will be in his twenties. My daughter would be about sixteen or so, seventeen. And I want to, you know, live on a farm and have my own, you know, uh, livestock, you know, and and plants and all that stuff. But the vision board helps me because I got to take like a basic agriculture class and stuff like that. So it's little things I have to do leading up in those ten years that are not super like dire to my survival right now, but like it's stuff that I know I need to I need to do before I get there, right? To start working towards that that moment. But you that's know, that's not a bad plan though because that involves it. It it is it, it involves something where it's like you might have to invest some money in it, but you're going to reap the rewards you know later on and it's later not right it's not necessarily like a flex like 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 yeah i, I make this amount of money w- versus like no i'm self-sufficient and i don't have to go to the grocery store for my vegetables exactly right. that that's that i'm i'm looking at like because i look at like you know a lot of the older people in my family and all the struggles and stuff they have you know being from where we from you know and I want to I want to be like you said kind of self-sustaining at, at, in in some way shape or form where you know uh I don't want to be 60 and still having to work. I'm thinking about when I'm 60, 65, 70, right? I want to be living in a place where I can be healthy. I know the food that I'm eating is is good food and you know I can I can uh 
focus on my nutrition and all that stuff when I'm older and I can I can actually relax when I'm in my 60s. I don't want to have to get up and go to work and still I, I don't want to have to. I might still get up and go to work, but I don't want to have to. Right? I want right. to be a choice. Like, oh, okay, I, I want to go to work because I don't have nothing else to do. I'm just kind of chilling at home. I want to have a little part-time job or something so I can get out and still be social and not be just sitting at home withering away as an old person, you know? <laughs> right. You don't want to be one of them them old niggas at McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? Uh, no. <laughs> at, at, at 8 o'clock, in, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning arguing, you know? I mean, if, if that's why I read my newspaper and have my first cup of coffee every day because I, I know the cashier, that, that's cool too. <laughs> if, if, I, <laughs> if, that's, if that's where my social life comes from, you know? <laughs> I just don't want to be in a place where I'm sitting in the house being the old crabby man and, and wasting away because I don't have anything else to do. And I feel like if I have a small farm enough for me to tend to, I'm not talking about like six cows, maybe like a couple chickens or something, you know, and, and, and some uh, a small garden, some tomatoes and stuff like that, that I can, you know, tend to myself and be active and still move around. That's what I think about, you know, when I'm older, because, you know, a lot, a lot of, I know people I know, they just sit in the house watching that TV all day at their age and they got all these problems and health issues and I just don't want that. So I think about that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yo, real talk, like the homie Jay, when he had his chickens in his backyard, like I went over there and he was like, yo, they lay eggs once every 24 hours. You want yep. one? And I was like, sure. You know, right. he cooked he cooked the egg. It was laid that day. He cooked it on the spot for me, man. I ate that egg. It was the best tasting egg I had ever had, bro. I keep hearing it's, that. It's a whole different thing. It's a, a woman I work with. She got chickens. She she hooked me up pretty, pretty frequently. Yeah, but the impossible raccoons got it and killed all his chickens, so you know. <laughs> yep, that's what they'll do. Yeah, you. <laughs> unfortunately, shout out to Jay. But unfortunately, that's what'll happen <laughs> if you know that that's be you know, the protection part. You got to be able to you know, protect that hen house, man, because they will get in there and they will murder your chickens. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Um, let's move on to our next segment, our final segment. <laughs> what you're bumping where i invite y'all to share with the listeners uh what y'all been bumping for the past couple of weeks where it's whether it's new old or just something the audience has not heard yet uh so 60 seconds or less man vince man what you been bumping um man it's, it's hard to explain so i listen to a lot of instrumentals basically i'll just say that remember a couple weeks ago when i was saying uh i need to be put on some of that oh yeah did you check out the night wonder joint yes i did i sure did that's what put me down the rabbit hole man <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so i just been listening to, to instrumentals man i've been listening to some albums like instrumental albums from albums that weren't instrumentals like i listened to the fantastic volume two instrumental album thoroughly enjoyed that um yeah man i just i, I went down the gauntlet of ninth wonders um instrumental albums man 
I've, I've been heavy on that. Then I listened to some freestyles. Uh, that Cameron freestyle, man, was crazy. Was crazy. Man, who, who thought man I didn't know he had it in him. Beat like that. Yeah, that was nice. Um, then I, you know, listened to some some random R and B. Uh, I was in I was in the Afrobeat bag too, so that's pretty much what I was doing. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Uh, Jamil, man, this the past couple weeks, man, what you been bumping? Uh, been bumping the um, the Set It Off soundtrack. It's also bumping Method Man, Red Man, Blackout. I love that album. Classic. Taleb Kweli and Mo, oh, sorry, most definitely Taleb Kweli a Black Star. Love that um, album. And, and just a lot of like random R&B. I had one of my partners uh, make a suggestion of changing my, my weightlifting playlist. And I was making fun of him because he said he lived ways to R&B. I said, you're ridiculous. <laughs> hey, man. So, um, <laughs> it gives a whole different a whole different vibe. Wow. <laughs> Why are you listening to some uh, New Jack Swing? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of selling drugs to the community music. Nah, I got to listen to selling drugs to the community music when I live ways. I'm sorry. That's, that's kind of where I was at for the most part. But it, um, the, the, especially like early 90s stuff, the, the Teddy Riley inspired production is super high energy. So in between sets, you still kind of move. But yeah, that was uh, that was it for me and a lot of a lot of podcasts. Okay, okay, understood, understood. All right, Brian, man, this past couple I'm, weeks, man, what you been bumping? I'm easy, man. So let let me start off with these so we can get these out the way. So I, I took I, I listened to y'all, and then I think I kind of mentioned this to you, Ian. Uh, I went ahead and listened to, listened to Quanta by Danny Brown, and I don't know what y'all listening to. <laughs> oh, you have already established you ain't got no taste when you start talking that Pusha T nonsense. I ain't trying to hear you. <laughs> Look, man, respect I'm just saying. I, 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 and but I also listened to uh, Director's Cut Four. That ransom was cold, like, and I, I told Ian this too. Like, I, I feel like it ended too soon. It was it was uh it was really short, but it was good, man. Every track, um, listen to a little bone, uh, just like you a little bit of R and B, but uh, I also just subscribe to a uh, masterclass. So that's really what I've been listening to, like in the car, man. Mm. Uh, the masterclass thing. Uh, I actually split the subscription with Lamar, so you know, uh, it's been been pretty good. It's a lot of good info in there, so. I thought about oh, doing that, but they, they, they priced okay. me out, though, man. That's just little, little out of my price range. What you mean? So, it for for uh, around Christmas, it was uh, 120 and if you paid the 120 you get a free membership for a year for somebody else. So, me and Lamar split it 60-60. Oh, that was smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pay 60 for that. Oh, yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it's worth 60 bucks. That's That's... That, that's how video games cost uh, $69.99 now so you know $60 right. bucks for hours of uh, education uh, knowledge. <laughs> yeah yeah cause they know. do like lectures and stuff right yes yeah yep on almost any subject you could think of oh that's what's up that's what's up 
Man, it costs that much though. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah, per year, like one twenty per year. Like if it didn't come I with guess that, it's really not that much. It's not. It's twelve dollars a month. You pay more than that for Netflix, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Really, ten dollars a month. Yeah, ten dollars a month. My bad. Yeah. Math. Okay. For myself, <laughs> I was bumping um the new Mickey Diamond, Bangkok Dangerous Four. Pause. <laughs> It's dope, as all, most Mickey Diamond releases are. I was bumping uh, Lord Finesse, The Awakening. Of course, I was bumping Muddy Waters and Beast Rhymes and Life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was bumping Open Mike Eagle, Brick Body Kiss, Still Daydream. And I was bumping Method Man, T-Cow 2000 Judgment Day. T-Cow 2000 Judgment Day, one of my favorite albums. Man, I keep telling niggas that that album is not that bad. Like, a lot of people be, Wait, be dissing it. It's a lot of trash songs on there, though. But a lot. It's more, it's more about the skits, I think. Like, it's not a, a whole, whole lot of trash songs on there. Like, most of, most of the songs on there are pretty strong. The second disc is kind of trash, bro. Like, it, it, the, the, the first disc, well, we ain't in disc mode no more. It's, I, don't, I don't know how it's set up on... Uh, Right. Apple or whatever you use, but when I bought it way back when, it was a double disc, and the first disc is good, like pretty good. That second disc though, no, no, terrible. You talking about the second, second half? Like Gridiron Rap was dope. Yep, Gridiron uh, Gridiron Rap is good. Play for Keeps was dope. Snuffed Out with Street Life was dope. Every song with Street Life on there is dope. Uh, I think he got two or three tracks on there. Big dogs. I didn't care for breakups to makeups, of course. Judgment Day was dope. I don't even remember elements. Oh, Party Crasher was dope. I don't know, man. This it has some heat on here. Like I actually think it's a, it's as strong as album. It's it's super disjointed, man. Like it's you can't just listen through it straight through. Like it's a lot of skips on that album. Skits or skips? Skips. Like you got to skip a lot of tracks, but. I do like the album though. It's it's a, it's better than Pusha T. <laughs> <laughs> Just to bring it full circle. <laughs> All right, man. On that note, on that note, Jamil, you got any album anniversaries for us? None. All right. All right. That is that is the show, fellas. I want to thank all y'all for carving out some time this evening and hopping on. I always always appreciate the participation. Um thanks for bringing the, the goods tonight conversationally and yeah we'll be back next week um brian i'll send you the syllabus for the week after next because i wanted to get, definitely get you back on so with that i'm gonna bid y'all adieu and i'm gonna say peace all right peace, peace. Hey yo, we from the projects, the niggas throw metal objects, live as a rebel, some died and fell victim to the Pyrex, so if you live, you getting tried next, some of my niggas got fried in the system, some hiding in some triplexes, all they wanted some stacks, a couple silk sweatsuits, some egos involved, just negros who can rap on the grand front and have his all cap, just immune to the lifestyle, fake friends a night up your back, learn the ledge, more to life, beat the comeback, sleep if you want black, we ahead of our time. Overdone acting Think fast as you blink I throw the run back Ramming all of my people
Abu Sain upon rap. Jump in the Hellcat, it's your life, rebel at. Confine yourself in a cell, I had to sell that. My people wake up, I tell that. Ain't no way in hell, I'ma let you just fail. I throw some real at hey, you. Hey yo, all praises to the most fly, looking like the minister. Fur in the X7, Cavalli, bow tie, don't get your hopes high. Camouflage, Valentino sweats, camouflage nine. I've been the goat this whole time. Getting fed, grazed by two then they both fine. My wagyu came with paperwork, still eating swine. I'm on my peace side. This shit, let me explain. Everybody can't get close, we all the aim. Scorpion the scales, we shooting dice up in Bloomingdale's. Ran through the back, slipped on a Uzi shell. Me, I'm just the best. Fresh, catch me in the hatchback. Lex with a Mr. T neck. Lord, don't spare no souls, we on the jet. Supreme jet skis, we ain't even getting wet. I can do what I want to do.